What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, March 9th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Father Zoe, a.k.a. Southside Zoe. And with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. World Baseball Classic Recap. Who didn't love the horn guy? Come on. Oh, the horn guy. over my head. <laughs> that guy was brutal, dude. It was brutal. I read. I actually. I read a story about him. Like, just follows the, follows the Cuban team all around. Just seems like a great guy. Just, he just loves his country, though. I, that's that's <laughs> fine. I'm all about it. But I was laying in bed trying to watch it. So like, I was in like a dark room. Like it was real quiet. And all you could hear was that fucking horn. Like you couldn't hear the announcers. You couldn't hear anything else. All you could hear was that horn. I, I muted it. I watched four innings. It, it was I definitely tough because I'm sure a lot of the people watching, especially you know White Sox fans, are in the United States watching Robert and uh, Mankata in just the middle of the night, and you just hear the horn over and over. Again. Well, I hold on. Well, let's 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 finish the intros, and then I have thoughts on horn guy, the good Reverend K. Fitz. I I'm gonna reserve my opinion on the horn guy only because, uh, well, I mean he is a, a very gifted musician, so I, I really don't want to want to hammer on his art. But I'm telling you right now, I lungs fell of steel, lungs I, I of felt, steel. Oh, and I fell asleep last night, and I could actually hear it while I was dreaming, and I wasn't sure like, whew, it was it haunted my dreams, like Mr. Deeds' feet. And there's no sophomore slump here with NASCAR Mitch. That's right. <laughs> I'll be honest, I saw everyone complaining about the horn on Twitter, and I was like, oh, yeah, World Baseball Classic starts tonight. So I turned it on, and I didn't think it was that bad. I think it was maybe because I was prepared because everyone was talking about how bad it was on Twitter. But, like, watching it, I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it provides a sense of atmosphere here. International ball, baby. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so hold on. The U.S. Finish, needs more of that. I'll finish the intros, and then we'll get into it because I have <laughs> thoughts on horn guy here. All right, so we're going to talk World Baseball Classic. We got White Sox and Cubs stuff to talk about. Mitch is all fired up about Jose Abreu, so we're going to give him that platform, too. Uh, all that, and who the fuck knows what else. Let's tap this guy. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound on the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy. As always, this show is brought to you by SportsMockery, SportsMockery.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications, so you'll be the first to know Oh, they just got their first strikeout. Joe Kelly just got the first White Sox pitching strikeout. 20 plate appearances into the game versus the Royals. The White Sox oh. are currently losing 11 to nothing. Um, 
But not overreacting. Not overreacting. God, don't, don't <laughs> Half the teams in the fucking World Baseball Classic. <laughs> we got that excuse now. We're just Everybody's just pointing just pointing out the stats. We're yeah, Dylan Cease totally didn't start tonight. Um, he's Dylan Cease regression. He's figuring out. He got it. He, he got his diamond club in uh, MLB The Show and was like, "Fuck he's this!" So right? Somebody somebody's been reading their headlines. Um, and also. It's brought to you by Uncle Buds. Go check out Uncle Buds, 9700 South Cicero. Um, the food's fantastic. Always got good drink specials going on. They have a lot of local uh, whiskey and bourbon that I actually had the uh, the old-fashioned there. The last time I was there, it was delicious. It was uh, bourbon made by a guy right across the border in Indiana. I've never heard of it before. <laughs> it was actually called Whiskey Dick. It's fucking hilarious, but it was a really, really good old-fashioned. Um, wasn't false advertising, and then uh, the food <laughs> like a personal problem. The food is fantastic as well. Uh, I've never had anything bad there. I know a new summer menu is coming out soon. Uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, our uncle Bud, yes, I was quasi related to Bud, who it's named after, was a big fisherman, so there's always good seafood and fish related items on the menu, but a lot of good bar food as well. Uncle Bud's on 9700. South Cicero, tell them pinwheels sent you. Um, all right, horn guy. I'm all horned up now. Um, oh, oh. my problem with horn guy, I need consistency, horn guy. And you gotta stop blowing the damn horn like in the middle of like the batter swing. Like his his timing was terrible. That was my biggest quip. Quip. Well, so so he, obviously he's a, a Cuban guy, Cuban fan. Uh, it could have been a lot worse, guys. Like Cuba only scored two runs. He he could have done a lot more uh, on the horn. God, imagine yeah. if that was a blowout. <laughs> I, the, Cuba only got I think three hits the entire game. It'd be like the Babylon soundtrack. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had the like set horn after each Cuba strikeout. Which shout out to Cuba's pitcher. You so at first I I messaged you guys. I was like I love his delayed kick. On his pitching and White Sox Dave even tweeted out, like you could tell there was um Japanese influence. Japanese influence, and then I looked the guy up and he plays in the Japanese league. See, you you missed that because you muted it. They talked about they were talking. Oh yeah, I muted that shit. (laughs) I'm yeah, but um yeah, that was really good. And so he had a good horn for after he got a strikeout. Like that (laughs) was cool. And I saw a bunch of people tweeting, like, how much would it suck to strike out and you have to hear the horn, like, when you're walking back to the box? Like, that's awesome. I like that. And But the the thing that really bothered me was, like, the pitcher was, like, mid-wind-up, and he just, Durr! I'm like, bro, like, you're not helping your own team here. Like, do it in between pitches. That that was my biggest thing with the horn guy. It sounded like literally every time that he would honk the horn, it would go, I'd waiting for someone to be like, Hey, I'm walking over here. Like it sounded like someone was honking a horn on a street corner, or like someone, someone like bogarted the golf cart. Hold on, this, like, is, this is this is the kind of takes we need here. The horn was so loud that Moncada and Robert Jr. couldn't focus. There you go. Obviously, okay, that's the spin here. zone. Socks. I mean, we are Robert Jr. playing t- in front of that no. like ten thousand people crowd. So all of a sudden, there's a horn in the mix. That's the most noise he's seen yeah, during a game. We are not in a while. even. 
we are not even 10 minutes in the show. That might be a comment of the night because that's beautiful. Why does it have I, to be a horn, though? Why can't it be like a harp or like, I don't know, like a recorder? What the hell is he getting a harp? It's probably hard to like some hot cross buns on the recorder. It would be great. Like, I mean, this, this is definitely this is definitely a, an American take here. Because if you look at like most of these leagues, if you look at the highlights of them. Oh, I get it, man. That's every, no, no, I'm just saying this is definitely like an American viewer. We're used to MLB. We're used to like the stadium, the little the organ chants oh, or whatever it is. Be nuts. We're not used to horns. Mm-mm. Okay, so you're Does talking to a guy, himself, right? Does he look talking... like someone that would play the horn at every game? Have, have you seen who, like the guy it looks like? Does he look like a like a like a Horatio hornblower, if you will? Probably. I mean, if you traveled to what was that in Taiwan? So he's got to have yeah. a big diaphragm. To Good rip player. the horn, he's definitely going to play that every game. But strike no, out, strike although out. you got to remember, you have to remember, you're talking to a guy that during COVID, I would stay up, KBL. I would go to sleep early, and so I could wake up late so I could bet KBL games. I know that shit that goes on there. The cheerleaders, the mascots, the horns, everybody's going nuts. That shit was fun as hell. But you know what? They did it in between pitches. That's my only quip here. In well, between pitches. The other problem. In is- between pitches. The other problem is, and we also notice this, like when there, whenever there's a heckler, the, the one loud guy or lady sometimes. He always sits next. It's to because camera. if it's only one, if it's only one person, it's a lot more noticeable. If it was like you know, say whatever, a bigger amount of people playing the horns, it would have sounded different, except for the one guy doing the horn. That's true too. That's a good point because like in those KBL games, like if you don't have a horn, you're weird. Like the whole, yeah, I mean, like sometimes you see like the entire does. band out there. You're like, left out. You're the outcast. Yeah, it know. is fucking bedlam, and I love every rally second. Towel, of it. They have the rally brass section. Oh, look at that knockoff horn. That's not even. That's not even. That's not even a, a but brand new it, horn. Dude. Like <laughs> it gets you. I get that, and it probably makes the experience. Like I wanted to go to a KBL game after watching that shit. I was like, fuck yeah, this looks like fun. But there you go. Didn't didn't really think we were gonna start off with the horn guy, but. It's definitely something that needs to be talked about. So which one's worse, the horn or the pitch clock? Which one creates more chaos? I would say the horn because I really did not even notice the pitch clock the last Sox game I watched. Okay, I got to say it was weird watching the, the WCB game without all of it. Like the, the, they did an inside move. They did an invert all the, because they're back to international rules. It was like, oh, what? Oh, forgot you could do that again for a second. I, I was It was because there was, I think the guy from Cuba, well, one of the pitchers was taking his precious ass time. And I'm like, God, get on the bump. But I mean, we might as well just stay here since we already started with it. But WBC has started. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty pumped. Up. I've been saying for months now, I've been looking forward to this, mainly because uh, it's competitive baseball. I mean, spring training games are great, whatever. But you could tell deep down those guys just really don't give a shit. Yeah. A lot of them are just trying out shit, going through motions, whatever. Uh, except Oscar Colas, who apparently is just running like his hair's on fire down first base to beat out infield ground balls, and I love it. But uh, I don't – I mean, you look around and, like, even watching that Netherlands-Cuba game, like, the Netherlands infield is impressive. Four MLB starting shortstops. Impressive. couple gold gloves in that infield, really good. And, you you know, I'm watching that game. I'm like, okay, they got Mancata and Robert Jr. on Cuba – I mean, it's funny that some dude that's like an insurance salesman from the Netherlands knew to pound Robert Jr. with fucking sliders low and away. But anyways, you're like, okay, these teams are pretty good. This should be a pretty fun tournament. And then it's like Team USA lineup. 
Like the official yeah. lineup comes out, and this graphic came out today at five thirty. This is USA's lineup for Game One. Mookie Betts leading off playing right field. Dees. Some dude that did not have as many hits as Larry Garcia a couple years ago playing center field. Like his name's Mike Trout. Uh, number three, Kyle Schwarber batting third, DHing. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, Fids, and all those favorite playing first. Uh, another guy on your guys' favorite team, Nolan Arnato playing third. Chokers in the playoffs. Uh, I know. I'm just calling yeah. what it is. I know Nolan them well. is the best third baseman in baseball. I know. Uh, I, I saw them strike out. Uh, excuse me. Nick Madrigal would like a word. Thank you. You can have a lot of words. But he's still <laughs> the best third baseman in baseball. Uh, Not yet, though. Kyle, Kyle Tucker in left field. I'm a big Kyle Tucker fan. Yes. I hate that he's on he's the Astros, yeah. but I'm a big Kyle Tucker guy. And then fucking their seventh batter is Trey Turner. <laughs> he's batting seven. Trey Turner playing short. Another Philly, JT Romuto catching, batting eighth. And then base hit fucking machine, Jeff McNeil playing second base, batting nine. McNeil was um, linked too. Like, we were kind of, weren't we wondering like who's going to play second? Yeah, we, thought, we thought Tim, we thought actually they might move Trey to second and yeah. put Tim at third or short, or they were going to put Trey at short and uh, St- Trevor Story at second. But I guess Trevor Story's not playing anymore. But mm-hmm. Jeff McNeil, I mean, in the nine hole, give me Jeff McNeil bat ninth all day, dude. So I, I had not seen the lineup until you just uh, read it right now. Uh, I mean, I love Kyle Schwarber, but uh, what the hell is he doing betting third? I know he's going to hit for power, I know he's going to hit up. A- Shit little home runs in the tournament. Uh, but I mean, Paul Goldschmidt is like 10 times the hitter. <laughs> yeah, I maybe trying to get, put the lefty bat in there. That's what I was is that what he's doing? I, I guess. Mookie Splitting sw- up the righties? Is, it, is Mookie no, Mookie's just a righty. All right. So you go righty. Yeah, righty, righty, lefty. What's Goldschmidt? Righty. righty. Nolan Arenado's a righty. Righty. Kyle Tucker. I mean, lefty. Kevin, we've said it before. We don't. I don't care if you're right or your left. You put put your best hitters. Oh no, I agree. But I mean, I I feel like Kyle Schwarber's the type of guy that he's gonna fucking thrive in this atmosphere. And this is why. Well, this is purely based on uh, my whatever opinion. This is why Mark DeRosa, whenever he was considered, whenever he was ever even like hinted at, like, oh, he could be a candidate for Cubs manager. No. Can no, we he talk about be. Mark DeRosa for a minute? Mark DeRosa is a fucking hypocrite, is what Mark DeRosa is. Because <gasps> when Tim Anderson did the bat flip against the Royals, he went on MLB Network. Ooh, this isn't my oh. baseball. I don't like this shit. Blah, blah. I have a 40-foot stick up my ass. Blah, blah, blah. And now there's these quotes coming out that Tim Anderson said, DeRosa came up to me and was like, I need the bat flip. And I was like, you got it, coach. Look. <laughs> Can people evolve, Zoe? How long ago was this? Three years ago that he he threw a hissy yeah, fit? That was four years ago, Zoe. I threw a hissy fit three years ago, man. I was upset. I was it's, angry. It still bothers you. Why? Well, I don't like when someone throws a bat up that can actually, like, it goes 20 feet in the air. That's kind of fucking Wilson stupid. Contreras, you loved him when he did it against the Sox. Uh, um, the only time I've really, like, really loved a bat flip was was KB's brother-in-law, Tomo, threw a like, team was talking shit, and he hit a game-winning homer, and he threw the bat up, and then he unstrapped this both. This is a direct quote. From DeRosa. Uh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. If my kid did that. I'm taking him to the car. And then maybe he meant to get him some orange slices and some Capri Suns. Flash forward later, apparently he had surgery to remove the 40 foot stick out of his ass. And he's Evolve. telling him, hey, buddy, I need the bat flip. But you can't well, stop he was, he, he was like in the locker room. Clearly not. He's one of them in the lineup. 
No, Tim's not breaking that lineup. <laughs> I don't care. I don't, care I don't want going. any injuries. Yeah, I don't care who's. I'm fine oh. if Cuba gets bounced first round and TA doesn't. Which play. actually, that, that, that's, that's great for you guys. <clears throat> that's like another chip on his shoulder right there. Well, like, no. Fuck you guys. I should be a starter. I'll show you. That's and a great point, Mitch. He was because... pissed at Brian Cashman for not playing him in the All Star game, and he went on a tear in the second half of the season. I'm really happy you brought yeah. up the injuries, Mitch. Because Aldo, let's, talk, Aldo, let's talk about real quick. Aldo, what are you drinking that keeps disappearing into the green screen? It's Coors Banquet. Coors Banquet. Oh, it's like it's like a. Oh, okay, there you go. It's like Ghost Coors. Um, let's talk about injuries. What the fuck is the Dominican Republic doing? They're taking they're taking Pedro Grifol's lead. Why? Here's the Dominican <laughs> Republic's lineup today for their <laughs> exhibition versus Atlanta. Julio Rodriguez in center, Rafael Dutvers DHing, Manny Machado playing third, Tiasker Hernandez playing right, Robinson Cano playing first, Gary Sanchez catching, Aloy Jimenez in left field. Why is he playing the outfield? Well, with all due respect to the Dominican Republic, there's a reason they're not a world power. Ooh. Damn. I like it. I mean, I get it. When you have Manny Machado, you play him at third. And then Rafael Devers, you need that bat in your lineup, but he has no position besides third base. So you DH him, but I just hate seeing a lawyer in the field. Is, is the Dominican Republic <laughs> the Syracuse of international baseball? Well, I mean, they got Jeremy Pena bat ninth. Well, but you like know, they, also, they, I don't think they they this, haven't like they don't have the success that Cuba's had. The biggest issue with Eloy in left is because he has this grand illusion that he's competing for the White Sox right field job. So you know he's going to be going try hard to show everyone, I am, in fact, an outfield. That's what you have this to worry a disaster about. disaster waiting to happen. That's yep. what you have He's going to make some try hard diving catch. That's, yeah, oh, God, I can pitch. Oh, I just got sick. I don't know if I, I would be very stressed watching the game if I was a I was, has a, has, he's a, He already started a few games in right field in spring training, but like, that's probably only, what, like half the game maybe? Right, and that's probably also with every time he goes to the dugout, ten people being like, "Chill." Like, <laughs> Pedro, chill. Pedro saw the lineup. He's like, "All right, it's a bunch yeah. of righties today. We can put him in right field." Yeah, like we'll just throw him in right. But too many. The, thing, the biggest knock against Team USA is the the pitching staff. It's not. I thought you were gonna say their uniforms. All the every team's uniforms. Great Britain's is a joke. Yeah, that one is trash. <laughs> Shout Great out Britain's Harrison like, Ford. They have like Times New Roman across their chest, and it just says Great Britain. No, dude, Canada's. Canada's are terrible. To, they're Canada. all bad. They look like like travel team uniforms that were like cheap. They had to throw together last minute. <laughs> that's what they came up with. Yeah. Uh, no, Ian, that's not what I mean. But <laughs> Eloy should not be playing that field. I'm not. I wasn't not happy about that. <laughs> I was not happy to see that whatsoever. For the people listening, this is why you have to tune in live. Yeah, he said he in oh, the comments. Oh, even the, so White, even the White Sox yeah. are hella, hella injury ridden and need to blow it up and rebuild. I know you're a Cub fan. We're, we really can't make fun of injury ridden yeah, right can. now with uh, the say, uh, say, say out. It's, we got to just wish some goodwill because we don't want that 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 uh, we don't want that, that virus that injury bug to to cross so, the uh, to the north side. For all the hype when the the hats came out for the World Baseball Classic and everyone, all oh, these hats are dope. Like I'm buying the blah blah blah. The jerseys came out. I mean, Canada's is terrible. Fail horn of all fail horn. Puerto Rico has a dildo on their jersey. <laughs> this guy's got a. They're dildo. they're just they're just so plain. Like I want I wanted to like the Mexican jerseys, 
but like I, I knew ever since like the it was just like the plain M, like the rounded M logo for the hats. I'm like, I already know what the font is. This isn't gonna look that cool. Somebody tried to hype it up. I just looked at it. I'm like, uh, not are really. They all, are they way, all, what happened to Mexico doing their best White Sox impression? They got their ass handed to them by Cleveland today. <laughs> the North and the South. Canada got beat by the Cubs too. Are they using Under Armour jerseys? Are these uniforms from? Because I know Canada's I is no Under Armour. Under Armour makes absolutely the absolute worst baseball uniforms. Actually, like they can stick with football, but their baseball uniforms are actually doo doo butter. It's yeah. bad. They can sponsor this show though. Um, True. <laughs> and I will wear one. We love Under Armour. You guys are the best. They uh, hours, I've just been, hours. You guys make the number one podcast. Even in the United States jerseys, they're all just they're extremely underwhelming. Yeah, very underwhelming. Uh, my dark horse for the tournament is Japan. Well, I was gonna say, dude. I was. I I remember when you shared. Uh, what did you share? Like a week ago or something. And then I looked up, I think a few days ago, they were like, they became the favorite. You can't even call them a dark horse anymore. Well, I just feel like everyone's talking about like Dominican Ben Verlander Republic, put yeah, out the United USA. States lineup and was like, this is the greatest baseball lineup ever created in the history I saw, of baseball. I saw somebody tweet out. I mean, like, I don't, I don't like besides Otani and maybe, no, I mean, that's besides Otani. I don't really know anybody else on the Japanese team, but somebody tweeted out. They're like, yeah, they have another guy who uh, pitches as good as Otani. They have another guy who hits as good as Otani. I was well, like, okay. Yeah, I guess the the guy batting after Otani in the lineup is like broken all of his records in Damn. Japanese baseball. Like the dude's like sick. He'll be over here soon. And isn't that outfielder that the Red Sox just paid a bunch of fucking money to playing on that team? Oh, yeah, there you go. I think so. Or is he? I'm not sure. <coughs> but oh. if he is, that guy, yeah, he's a good hitter, I guess. I bet you Japan's got some money-ass pitchers on that team, too. Oh, yeah. Like, they're going to throw... What's that dude on the uh, the A's now? He's got, like, a ghost forkball? Yeah. Or some well, shit I mean, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, they got crazy shit over there. I'm not fucking with that shit. <laughs> the team, I, I think, is kind of cool. I'm rooting for... They're not going to win any games, but the Czech Republic... That's like a Rich. really cool story. I was reading on MLB.com. And then one guy that's like an insurance agent, and he like could only make two games a week while during qualifying because of yeah. work conflicts. The other guy's like a firefighter. And like, it, it's crazy how they made it. it it's kind of insane. Like all the jokes that we make during spring training, we're like, oh, this guy's just hitting off, uh, you know, like a, a bag boy at the grocery. Like the Czech Republic is literally filled with guys. Did who you just guys have see the TikTok? Jobs. They made a TikTok with all the guys coming up from their team saying what their day job is. Yeah, see, that's like, how can you not root for that? Yeah. My buddy uh, Mitch used to play for Team Israel. Uh, he did in the Olympics this past year. He's not on the team this year. But why does Team Israel now have only two outfielders and three catchers on their roster? I, that one kind of boggles my mind. They, that, they only they have, have two outfielders? Yeah, on their roster, it's Alex Dickerson and Jock Peterson, and that's it. The rest, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All infield. right, top, time to see what Matt Mervis can do in center. It's the Israeli shift they're going to do. Two outfielders, five infielders. They're going to throw a lot of heavy ground balls. They're going to revolutionize the game, really. Oh, oh wait, speaking of the Japanese right team, one thing I don't like is fucking uh, that uh, the Cardinals player is hamming it up with them. Oh, two bet two or Lars Lars Goodbar. Goodbar. And he has the pepper shaker. Yes. And it's stay a stay away from Otani. He doesn't like St. Louis. And like all the fans were doing this. And yeah. there was like a video of like 20 people going like this. And I was like, oh 
Mm. Did you think that one through? Yeah, I was like, that, I don't think you thought that, one that means something different in America. Stay, stay away. Well, I mean, did you see the, uh, the, uh, the, the cheer from the, um, um, I was going to say the other. I couldn't be funny, but I was trying to pick a random team that wouldn't work. But never mind. I'll forget. I'll save the joke for another time when I want to. One last thing I have in the World Baseball Classic. I was under the impression. I think I told you, I, I put it in the chat uh, when they were like announcing some of the, when they were announcing some of the rosters. I was under the impression that Cuba was going to have a lot more MLB players. So did I. Uh, they, they do not. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like I thought, I thought Abreu was going to go. I thought, I think. Isn't Jordan there Alvarez, reasons behind that though? Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah, MLB blackouts actually. Um, no, black, well, that's the thing. <laughs> They're allowing them. They're allowing guys who defected. They allowed them to go mm-hmm. back, but I guess not. Like I don't. I don't know if it is like a political thing with some of the guys, or just they didn't. Like I mean, there's probably there's reasons. You know, other players from other countries didn't go just because they want to get acclimated to new teams or whatever. Does but I don't know if that was the reason. Does Australia for it, have any MLB players on their team? Uh-huh. Uh yeah, tonight. Let's see here. Um, I'll pull up the roster uh, or the starting lineup. Even I think it might have. Um, if the uh, my dial-up internet works. Um, mm-hmm. here we go. Log into AOL. Australia's go. got four catchers. Aim. There it is. Yep. So let's see here. Yeah. Um, we've got um, Bataglia. No. no. What? Um, Kennelly, you know, Perkins, Spence. I don't know who he's got. White I don't Hughes. recognize anyone on Australia. I think the reason I'm asking is because the, the game in oh, about 30 minutes is uh, Australia versus Korea. Rickson Wingrove, that's a pretty badass name. I won't lie. Rickson, that's a cool first name. I don't, I mean, I'm sure some of these Korean dudes are in Tom. Um, oh, Tommy Edmund plays. Tommy Edmund Korea. is, yeah. Uh, but I'm sure some of the Jared Dale. So there is Glenn Dinning, a shortstop. Uh, Robbie Glenn Dinning, Perry plays for the Pirates. Maybe um, he's got he's he's hitting three. He's hitting uh, eight fifty seven in spring training so far. I think he's just Australia. in their system though. Is he is he a starter? I think they just have a couple of prospects. Australia. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, starters. he's six for seven in spring training so far with the with the uh, Pirates. Not not a lot of sample size there. Yeah, I mean, I'll uh, get him I'll on still, the team. I'll still watch it. Come on. But and then after that, we got Panama nice. versus Netherlands. That's at what time? What time is that one at? That's eleven Eastern, so ten mm-hmm. o'clock here. Oh, I also like uh, when you go when you see when you see the schedule of some of these teams um, because they're playing in the, what was it? Oh, they can, they're in Taiwan, right? Uh, um, yeah, this is uh, Group A playing right now. Like, I think you, ha- you have a couple. You have a couple times because, like, the broadcasting schedule, just how late they're doing it, or late in the United States, you'll see like the the team playing two games. Like, it's not a doubleheader. It's just like the one game is at nine or like eleven p.m. Eastern time, and then you see their next game is at like seven in the morning. <laughs> well, like Panama played this morning, and then they're playing tonight. Yeah, so yeah. like they're they're. They, it's I like was like little, trippy to see. I'm like, wait, they're playing two in one day. Wait, no, not really. Okay, like a club ball tournament. You're like, hey, yeah. we're gonna play one. We got seven uh, for the nightcap at uh, five a.m. Chicago Ooh. time. We got Team Italy versus Cuba. that be a good. That'd be a good game. Get my daily dose of Yoan Mancata, baby. <laughs> Team Italy will swing with their hands. Okay, well, Zoe, so you mentioned you mentioned how you know in spring training, especially early on. Guys are sometimes going through the motions. It's not as competitive because, you know, they're only getting two, three at-bats, and then they're out of the game by, like, you know, sixth inning or something. 
what do you make, if anything, about Luis Robert just looking like trash? So he hit a in a missile. more competitive environment. Yeah, he did hit a piss missile. He went he did. four. He did double. Um, but the first at bat, it it looked like he went in the slow batting cage and no one told him. You know what I mean? Like he went in there. I felt like he went in there, like expecting this dude to like pump like 96, 97 and homeboy was throwing like 82 and he he was just, and then after that, I mean, since he's been on the white Sox, we've said it on the show. We've broken it down on this show. We've done videos. We've done stat analysis. We've done everything. The dude just can't lay off a low and away slider in the dirt. That is his Achilles heel at the plate. It is what it is. Everyone apparently in the world knows it, and they just fed him. A Literally healthy, in the world. God, that, that third strikeout. That. that third strikeout was a full-on like ass in the dugout swing yeah. too. Like his ass. I mean, he was like, Wah! like he was that's, showing it off. And that's the thing with Luis Robert is when he swings bad, it's re- like he doesn't have like a like a bad miss. He has like a horrible miss. He either yeah. hits a piss missile or it's a horrible miss. The thing that scared that with Javi, so it has happened in the past. Where you the thing that. that scared me the most though was when he tried to get back to second to slide into second. Oh yeah, <laughs> he, he's never been able to slide, and you know they always say they're working on it. And so I put up the video today of him sliding into second, and the funny thing was all the people that tried to defend him like. Oh, he was just trying to sneak his foot in there. Bro, he didn't slide until like he was like nuts over the bag. Like, and <laughs> yeah. then he like fell to his ass and like stuck his leg out real quick. Anybody defending that slide has never played baseball beyond T ball. Like it, you would have to know that you do not start a slide. <laughs> it was so bad. And half body length. All <laughs> I could think of, I didn't see the caption. I didn't see anything. It was like the first thing in the morning. Like I was just waking up and I was sitting doing my thing on Twitter and I just saw the slide and in my head, I started panic scrolling to see Luis Robert snapped his ankle. (laughs) Like there was a good minute and a half of just like heart in my ass. Like, (gasps) like it happened in the first fucking game. Like I, Oh my God. But yeah, it was the horn. It was all the horn. The horn started. It, it was. <laughs> it, that makes you ever see basketball when the dude's yeah. all fucking hung over and he's like this and they're holding him up and the dude hits the horn and he's like, oh, and he throws it. <laughs> it's like the guy, the, the, the gift where the guy is like. Yeah, exactly. He was oh, just yeah. trotting back to second. The dude hit the horn. So he dropped to his ass and stuck his leg out simultaneously. That's hilarious. Jesus Christ. That is pretty funny, though, if you think about it like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to try to watch as much world baseball class as I can. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. Nice. Man. What if it's, the horn guy is still there? Like every time I watch it on mute and I fall asleep. Cause that's what happened yesterday. Sleeping <laughs> in the bullpen. The thing is too, like it, the best part about this too. And I, 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 we talked about it last night a little bit too in our DMs. Uh, it was so nice that everybody was watching the same game and it's competitive baseball and the timeline was just baseball. Like, yeah, like Twitter was there was fun. no NBA shit. There was no NFL shit. There was no, it was just baseball, 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 mostly the horn guy, but baseball, baseball, and then the horn guy again. And then more horn guy. Yeah, but <clears throat> Twitter was fun last night. You're right. That's a good point. Nice. I mean, it was fun. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I'm going to try to watch. I can't wait till some of these other groups get started. So the games aren't on at, you know, 10, 11 o'clock or, you know, four or five in the morning. Yeah. Uh, it'll be nice. But I think there's a reason why certain teams are in certain locations to start. Like, you know, they're not going to have Team USA playing at 11 o'clock central. Yeah. The USA, and, Mexico, that groups, and uh, they're playing in Arizona. Yeah. Label back. Label back. Um, Currently, Team USA is losing to San Francisco, the Giants. Because the Giants are juggernauts. They got they got uh they got that. They got that. Oh, no. oh wait, no, he went to Minnesota. Never mind. They had him for a second. Yeah. Um, I went to the Mets and then Minnesota. Oh yeah, the Mets did. <laughs> so, I guess let's switch gears to American baseball. All right, I'm gonna do this real quick, guys. So bear with me. Uh-oh. Uh oh. We've done this on every show so far, why this bullshit's been going on. So it's only fair that we address the final oh, chapter of it. That, I know what you're going to say. And just, just, be, just before you get into it, it's been so nice just, you know, talking about, like, stuff on the field. Yes. That even though this news dropped, what was it, like, Sunday? Yeah. And like, just... even in the days between, like, it kind of did get forgotten about. Which so, is kind of like not good, but like, it's like but it, it is. But yes, in the in the spirit of fair play, like this is. I mean, this is the ending of it, so so to speak, from the mm-hmm. baseball investigation standpoint. And it's only fair to all parties involved that we talk about it. Now, I agree with you, although it's been fun talking about actual baseball. So that's why I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do it real quick, and then we're going to move on to other stuff. So. MLB came back and said after their thorough investigation, they are not going to hand out any type of punishment for Mike Clevenger. In no sense, way, shape, or form, does this make him completely innocent? You need to be very clear about that. MLB investigation is not the same thing as a criminal investigation. And I understand there has been no criminal charges brought up against him, but there could be a lot of reasons for that. Now, here's the one thing I do want to say about this. What I want to say about this is a lot of you need to shut the fuck up. Because a lot of you have never been involved with, related to, any kind of involvement with any kind of domestic abuse case at all. Now, I've seen both sides of it. Personally, it's fucking awful. It's horrific. And a lot of you don't understand it. And you're talking out of your ass. And you sound like a complete asshole. And it's been kind of sickening to see all these people go on Twitter right away and be like, I told you it was innocent. All you guys want to ruin this innocent man's life and all this other shit. Shut the fuck up. I'm not going to get into the details and all this other shit, but just you sound like a complete dickhead. For the girl's sake in this, for mainly the child's sake in this, I hope that some of these stories were fabricated and there is no wrongdoing. And it does sound like he's doing MLB sponsored counseling throughout the course of the season, because they've also mentioned that if he fucks up, they can pull his card real quick and he's gone. So hopefully he gets the help he needs because when people need help, they are the only one that can start that process. So it sounds like he's starting that process, which will probably be good for all parties involved. Yes. But as it stands for right now, Mike Clevenger is going to be the fifth starter for the Chicago White Sox this season because MLB has no problem. Now, if this makes you not want to root for the White Sox that day, if this makes you not want to go to a White Sox game that day, that is 1,000% your prerogative. And I'm not going to look at you any differently. I've already talked about how I'm not going to let one man ruin my baseball season this year. 
I'm not going to do that again. You can go and watch two other episodes, and while you're there, subscribe. But I mean, that's pretty much it with it. Uh, they did. They did share a picture of the MLB investigative team too. So uh, we got that. They're great at their job. And no, I'm just kidding. It's, the uh, oh, go ahead. Go. I was gonna say it's just. I'll just say this because I don't want to. I'm not again. It's not an endorsement. It's not a disclosure or whatever you want to say. But I, I will keep continue to use this um, example. And this this means law enforcement. And this isn't even a law enforcement investigation. I don't think that Major League Baseball is using the top of the line they're not they're not bringing in the guy from you know uh from glass onion to uh you know to investigate the stuff and so i think that to equate this with a criminal investigation is a naive or and 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 willfully ignorant um but the fact is look being charged isn't necessarily indicative of guilt any more than not being charged is indicative of innocence I will always use this example. Tony Accardo, the boss of the Chicago outfit, his entire life, never spent a single night in jail. Was he innocent? Is that what we're going to say, that Tony Accardo, the boss of the Chicago mob, never broke a law? I mean, so in the end, just because there's a lack of evidence, because someone's not convicted or someone is convicted, sometimes even a conviction can be skewed. Take this with a grain of salt. The major league investigation is not the end-all of end-all um, evidence comes up missing, conflicts, reasonable doubt. There's legalities involved, but the, the, you're like you said, Zo. The victory laps over this. Uh, I mean, and, and the people that are taking the victory lap, victory laps. To be honest, they're the morons anyway. They're always taking this this these sides. Um, so I mean, it's it's not a thing to take a victory lap on. It's you know he's probably ducking something. There's somewhere in the ballpark of truth in all of this, and you know it doesn't take away the fact that he's, it sounds like he's a dick, but <clears throat> not a victory laugh thing at the same time, just take into consideration. Not all who are convicted or not all who are charged are guilty and not all who are guilty are charged. And that's just how the system unfortunately works um, in the way. And yeah, sure. civil suit, maybe get everybody under oath, swear someone under oath. People are a lot different when so, they're swearing under oath. They're not swearing under oath with major league baseball. So, I mean, and I said this, the only thing I said publicly on Twitter about this, I thought he was an asshole when they signed him. I still think he's an asshole. I mean, the yeah. Uh, yeah, the man. only thing I'll add, uh, and going back to your original point, uh, Zoe, uh, you know, if we take what Mike Clevenger has said, uh, like at face value, he's like, you know, he said he was open to, to the investigation, was he was an open book, it turned in all the, what was it, like, Zoe, it turned in like the phone multiple times, yeah. whatever, that they reviewed. So if we take what he said by face value, we can look over to uh, the his ex when she went on on, on the score. And if we take what she said at face value, like in that interview, like she she never shied away from the fact she's like, yeah, like I am relying on this dude to like, you know, yeah. pay for me and my and my son. Really or, weird. She deleted I, I everything, too. Yeah. And then. Yeah. But then like if if we take what she said at the face value, she was never be, she was never like, I hope like this ruins his entire career. I hope MLB suspends him for the year, whatever. She's like, I just want him good help. Which again, at the end of the day, hopefully that's what all these people get, yep. especially because there is a child involved, mm-hmm. children yes, more, involved because right. he has multiple right. kids. Adults fuck so, everything. Uh, at at the 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 one thing that like you know did raise the eyebrow for you know a lot of Sox fans who uh, you know were very outright in their uh, anger uh, when the allegations first came out was you know at the end is like he 
is voluntarily agreeing to go. I don't know if the counseling stuff is for like family related, related stuff, his own. I think it's a little bit of everything. And sprinkling or, yeah, some like, there was allegations of like, you know, yeah. different drug reuse. But like at the end of the day, hopefully these people do get help. And uh, that's really uh, what matters the most here. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. So I won't get into that side of it because you don't want to go into the um, he said, she said stuff. I think just strictly yeah. from a baseball perspective, though, I know you said this is going to be the last time we talk about but I don't think it's a story that really goes away because there's always going to be that cloud hanging over them wherever yep. they go. There's going to be a lot of people booing them. There's going to be a lot of opponent crowds booing them. All of his teammates, you still got that in the back of your mind. I think the really old, the only way, as sad as it is, that it like goes away and people forgets about it if it, he pitches lights out and he's like really good. And that's just or just like shit and gets cut. Yeah, I mean, because like, like, like Floyd Mayweather or like people like, you know, or Tyree Kill. You know, well, he's going to see his. He's going to see his first spring training action, I believe, uh, this weekend. Saturday, I think? Yeah. So, I mean, he's done some bullpen sessions. Again, I feel like we've already talked way more than we ever should about a fifth fucking starter. Like, yep. it's not – and that's the other thing that I think is weird about this whole thing. It's not like – whatever. I'm, I, am not, I am not going to judge, though, somebody that does uh, microdosing of Salomon. I will, I'm not going to judge, but he's probably not. He's probably eating, like, full-on caps and then yeah, well, I just, <laughs> When it comes to that shit, I honestly can give a flying fuck as long as he can pitch good. It's beating kids is a different level yeah. than fucking I mean, microdosing. But through a no-hitter on acid, so uh, let's pretend like that. Oh, they walked like 10 guys. All right. <laughs> I just wanted to do that because we have talked about every step in this process, so I feel like we needed to do the uh, well, uh, the backing that up, if you guys want to trade for Adrian Sampson, he's still available. No, you fucked up. Starter. I saw your Twitter. Oh, damn it. Aldo, you gave yep. it. Well, down, the, well from, that it should, that Gavin should prove to even more. Halsey, I'm being up front. Helsey uh, or whatever the fuck the guy's name is. Yeah, Hazley. Is he even still with the Sox? <laughs> no, he he left. He's in going he to left. Korea, and I think. As Steven pointed out in the comments, you remember that Rick Hahn hype for good old Romy? Yeah, he's batting point zero five nine. Was anyone game. really surprised though? No, he had a lower OPS than in the minor leagues last season than Josh Harrison had. In the well, they did. Wait, okay, I need to ask. I need to ask because again, I do try to follow as much as I can about the White Sox. I know Romy, like he wasn't uh, like a highly regarded prospect. I think he wasn't. No, I was where did the Romy Gonzalez hype like like come from? Because Han, well, partly like Han. before, like since like because no, because he was one of the few guys in the dog days of like August when the team clearly looked like they didn't give a shit. So they called up this Gonzalez kid who's hustling and he's this scrappy player. So everyone falls in love with them, overlooking the fact that he really wasn't doing anything at the plate, but he played hard and it was like this is refreshing. Someone looks like they care out here. So that's where the hype kind of started. Because okay. he was that's, not. If you look at his numbers, he wasn't good last year. That's actually really super. True, and it comes from a place of desperation, mm-hmm. where yeah. we're just like, "Oh my God, please, someone be." But but I mean, okay, <laughs> I was gonna say it's it, it's such a weird because like heading into spring trading, think about it because like when did they say when did they sign Elvis Andrews? It was like they're already into camp, right? Yeah, they signed on. Yeah. But like, okay, so Three like Rick Hahn, Rick Hahn has the has the press conference. He's like, "Yeah, the biggest story is uh, is Romy Gonzalez," and then like the next day. <laughs> they signed Elvis Andrews. <laughs> Rick Hahn but, might be a pain in the ass, but he's not an idiot. Like he knew it was bullshit. He had a forty-one percent K rate and a zero percent walk rate in September. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Hey, he's a free swinger, though. Make yeah. him. 
the Miami propaganda. Oh, yeah. I love that. See, now the comments are starting to cook. God but, damn. Um, it's, it's a rough run. God. Yeah, that's that sounds like a movie. Didn't even bring um, up the, the hemorrhoids. But this is one of the things I wanted to talk about on the show. I think I'm on the Elvis Andrews train. Oh. I saw you tweet about I think that. the swing thing's real. I think he actually, I don't think that was just spring training talk. I think he actually did figure out something with the Although, injured wrist. I, oh. I got to say, I agree, bud. That is, that is a, he's, he's complimenting the loaf. The flow is, the flow is magnificant. Yeah, that's another reason why you should, because it goes into the green screen a little bit. So. That's why you guys should be watching us live and subscribing, you heathens, because oh, all those flow yes. is on point today. Sick. And you never know what Mitch is going to wear. Um, Sometimes but, nothing at all. That one time, we weren't live though. But um, that was Pinwheels and Ivy after dark. That was a Snapchat after dark. That uh, that whole thing with Elvis thinking he fixed his elbow and all that stuff. I know we all, you know, like we laughed at it. And we're all like, okay, buddy, skill. I mean, that's a take. It's more um, well for but, me. It was more because like it, it's not like it was like a one year thing or two year thing. Like it was like he hasn't been good for like like four or five right. years it was a it was like a three month thing but um right my thing the reason why i'm getting on this train i'm very impressed with the play at second base i mean there's been a couple diving catches which whatever that's just him being an athlete the thing that i'm impressed with is the uh turning double plays because you know it's completely different completely different angle all that other stuff. No, that's Mitch's bag, man. Um, <laughs> that's also Mitch's bag. Um, sack. Sack. Yeah. <laughs> yep. How much do you want to win, Mitch? Just well, we'll find out. I still gotta get it. I still gotta make it. I'm like yeah. a mid-major school right now. I'm still waiting my favorite. Well, you gotta big, bribe the bribe the judges here. You're a big time shame. mid-major. <laughs> um, yeah, you're like Delaware right now coming in. That's right. I, I love He's going to run that Princeton offense. In the hey, world. you know what, though? If I do sneak in, it's going to be electric. And if not, you know, I spent 22 years not getting in, so no skin off my ass. Oh, I mean, Mitch loves getting in. For all the, the NASCAR morning. contingent of White Sox Twitter is going to absolutely love you. I mean. Too bad it's I'll, a small contingent. But. I'll send them. We'll have a good time. But Yad Dog will tweet 47 times at you. So I guess turn there up your Yeah, you getting the niche our audience of the niche audience really uh, – Really gonna so win I guess for those of you that don't know what the hell we're talking about, tomorrow is the big 108 tournament reveal show. Those guys are our boys over there. It's a big thing they do every year. Uh, it's all White Sox, Twitter personalities, blog hosts, just people in general. Uh, Beef and this year, uh, Brew and Luke spent a lot of time in a dark, secluded room together, which we don't need to ask what else happened in there. It was right they next to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Yeah, they, they came out smelling like patchouli and feet. Petroleum. And uh, they created these brackets, and it's just an amazing – I just don't have the patience for that shit. I can't believe how much time and effort they put into this. And I'm going to tell you from experience as oh, yeah. a former – Multiple time one seed, not a big deal. Never won though. I always win my bracket or my my section, but I never go. I thought you were in the championship the one year. You had like Joe Creedy shout you out or something. No, I I I make it to the elite. I'm very good. I'm like a Gonzaga. 
I come I'm in as a number one seed and make it to like the elite eight or final four and always get. I thought you were one year you were in the chat because I remember it was right when I started working for sports mockery and you're putting in like the chats like, Hey, like help, help us out. Like, so I had like everyone in my fraternity. Why are you blowing up my spot, man? Uh, No, (laughs) I I had everyone. I was president of fraternity at the time and I had everyone like, Hey, I'm like, vote for this Zoe guy. And everyone's like, who? There you go. So you had like 50 extra votes because of that. So you have to, you have to start hitting the, the frat houses. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like I'm an albatross. I feel like I'm an albatross around Zoe's neck. Every time it gets to the Elite Eight, it's held against him that I'm a Cup fan. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely a Gonzaga where I make it to the Elite Eight and get bounced all the time. But um, as a former one seed, on bribes and kickbacks. That's how you win this thing. I will tell you, though, even if you're not in the tournament, just to spectate, People, it starts out like everyone's like, ooh, vote for me. Like, oh, here's a Joe Creedy cameo. Oh, here's a goofy video. I'm silly. And then by like the third round, it's like, this bitch fucking loves Nazis. Vote for me. <laughs> and, like every time you're like, what the f-? Like I watch this tournament and I'm just like, wow, where is this going? How is this is about White Sox Twitter for Christ's sake. It, it gets nuts, dude. It and then someone pulls in the bar, inevitably pulls in the bar stool, gets the bar stool endorsement. The Barcelona so adjustment, and then there's been years where like people purchase like bot farms in India and shit to like hammer the votes, and like it's crazy, man. Well, that's, that's how you win elections, though. You want to win? You got to play. I mean, dirt. we are in Chicago. We have so. beef in the, in the chat. I have a question, beef. Is it illegal for me to force all of my students every single round to log into their computers every class period and then vote, or is that considered a bot farm, or is that just um, no, 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 child, child labor? Child labor yeah, uh, people violations. They're just missing out on a quality education, but that yeah. <laughs> I mean, being, that's the best way to put it. Is I can there's a couple things I can guarantee you about the one way tournament. One, there's going to be some funny ass content because it's a content machine. It's Great content. The people, the creativity is off the charts. It's fucking phenomenal to watch. And two, people are going to get out of pocket, mm-hmm. and it's usually around the third or fourth round, and that's usually yeah. or when people get desperate. We got we got a ruling. We got a ruling. Gonna yeah. break some child labor laws. Let's go. Yeah, so it's I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be fun. The reveal show is tomorrow night. Uh I believe eight o'clock. Watch it. Uh well, while you're at YouTube, subscribe to our channel and then go over to their channel and subscribe right. and watch the reveal show. I think they, they got a lot of guests. It's it's always a good the reveal show is always a lot we'll of fun. We'll have our bracketology post game show there live. No, <laughs> that's their gig, man. We ain't gonna step up. They do their own shit. I know what you're saying, Mitch. Play can I say this ahead of time? I think Missy is going to be a dark horse to go deep into this thing. I feel like oh, she's gonna be doing some, do chug, some chug things with, with alcohol poisoning. Well, you're and, not gonna be here next week, Fitz. So you can give your dark horse now, but the rest of us, when we're here next week, after they do the yeah. five surprise guests tomorrow night, um, <laughs> we'll do our own dark horse predictions. But... I don't want to spoil it, but like we're all thinking who one one could beat, right? Like a big one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No um, idea. Just... Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be in Paris for the first like few rounds. That's going to be pretty interesting. I'm going to be internationally supporting. I'm, I'm going to get some French people. You're gonna so like, come as a bot, uh, Kevin. Be like, we're getting some European votes here. What's going on? Oh, they want to eat. Go like to the Notre Dame Cathedral. Be like, hey, look, this is the Pope of White Sox Twitter. Please vote for him. Yes, big um, Notre Dame guy. Are you? I don't. Hey, I don't even know if I'm in it this year. 
So Oh come yeah. on, get out of here. They did the one get seed they did the one seed reveal already. I'm not a one seed that broke my, my streak of one seeds. I'm very I think curious. you're like respectable like four. Seeds. Which I'm good with. I'd and rather be there. Because yeah. every time I'm the one seed, you got a bullseye on your back. Yeah. And it, yeah. Um, that's, that's Amsterdam at the end of the week, but that's actually hilarious. Because all right, what were we? Oh, Elvis Andrews. Elvis, yeah, you're on the Elvis Andrews yeah, train. I'm on the Elvis Andrews oh. train mainly nope, so. because of the feeling that I've seen from him. I think the heat, hitting's going to come. The hitting's looked really good. Again, it's spring training. I don't put a lot of weight into it. The oh, biggest thing I was watching with him was the angles at second base, just being able to basically be on the opposite side of the diamond. It's like a whole mirror, whatever, and. Uh, the way he's been turning to the way he's been covering ground. Um, and then on beef's other show, the Aju tune on to that show on Monday nights. Uh, I was privileged enough to be a guest and we did a whole vibe check for the team. Elvis is in immaculate tier because mm-hmm. I've never seen this many interviews with Elvis, especially as a member of the white Sox. That man is just walking around with the biggest fucking smile on his face. He gives a plus answers to questions. They asked him about Oscar Colas, and his answer made me want to run through a fucking wall. I think Oscar Colas is winning Rookie of the Year now. Robbie Gonzalez was... wanted his autograph after last season. He's like, "Hey, I don't know if you're going to be back next year." Yeah. My bats. I I, mean, I was going to say this. This can lead into Mitch's uh, a Brady talk, maybe. But like, it kind of seems like Elvis Andrews is like the leader of the team now. Yeah, it kind of does. I mean, we've always said that this is Tim's team now. And I still think that's true, but I think we we also said that there needs to be that clubhouse guy because Tim's not a rah rah guy. You know what I mean? And I think Elvis Andreas, he's the rah rah guy. He's that locker room guy, and yeah. he's got the biggest dick Absolutely. apparently. All right, Mitch, talk about hold on, hold on, hold on. Before Jose Abreu, that was a series three great posts right there. Before before we take that turn into Abreu controversy. I do want to bring up Mitch wrote a fantastic article. I don't know. Did you post it yet about Oscar Colas? Yes. Yes. Yes, I did. Because I, I, I read everything right when you post it. Share uh, our shirt. <laughs> you want to Mitch, share our shirt? Oh, yeah. Yes, could, that's right. You could buy a Colas shirt. Yeah, we have merch. It's fantastic merch. I'm actually drinking out of our nice little cup here. Uh, my hoodie's on the way. Apparently, it's in France. Oh, maybe Fitz could pick it up. Pick it up. Fitz, Fitz, pick it up. <laughs> uh, bring it back with you. But. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, we have a Oscar Cola shirt. It's, it just says Colas in the Coca-Cola font. It's pretty dope. Um, I'll put it in the chat or the uh, stream yard. Yeah, there's there's a link um, on the, our homepage. But, you know, support the cause, boys and girls, if there's ever a girl watching this show. Uh, support support this cause. Um, buy some merch. But, International Women's Day, by the way. Shout out all the lovely ladies. I'm big, big fan. Um, Ooh, I'm frozen. Oscar Colas has impressed me this off or this preseason or spring training. It's not preseason, spring training. Um, he's not hitting a ton of bombs. He's not even hitting a lot of doubles. The thing is, he's putting the bat on the ball. He's getting hits. He one of the things that we heard rumors about was how he like didn't care and blah blah blah. He sure as hell isn't showing it this time. Like, like I mentioned earlier in the show, in this game against the Royals, where they're getting their, you know, shit pushed in, he's running out infield singles. Like the guy, he's hustling. He he looks like he's doing everything the right way. He, I didn't realize how much of a fucking brick shit house he was. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said last week, for all the people worried about the power, have you not seen the size of this man? Like the power is going to be there. Like be there. I'm more impressed with 
the bat to ball skills. That's what I was most worried about as a guy who's never faced major league pitching before. And the discipline he showed. Like, yes. my first two at-bats, I watched of him in all three, because I try and avoid a lot of spring training just for, like, overreactions. But I watched the game against the Brewers. You know, he's mm-hmm. facing a former Cy Young guy. I know, I know they're trying to work things out, but he's 2-2 with Corbin Burns, and he didn't chase anything outside the zone. Drew walk. And then his next at-bat, he ripped a single to right. He's going to opposite field. Like, he has a very good approach at the plate, and, and from what I've seen in the small sample size, pretty good plate discipline, too. And hold on. I want to respond to a comment here because Alex is our guy. Alex said it's Lance Lynn's team, in his opinion. I don't think Lance wants that. I feel like Lance is like the cool ass uncle that like drives a cool like motorcycle or pickup truck and like shows up and they'll buy you beer if you need beer on the weekend, but he doesn't want the responsibilities of being a parent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he want he'll be there. He'll give you some good ass advice. He's usually your first call. If you ever get locked up, like again, you know what I mean? But like, he doesn't want to be like your dad. You know what I mean? He wants to just be that guy for you. He's the guy bringing the six-pack to the party, not yeah. the one to clean up after. Yeah, he's the one when, like, they walk into the party, like, maybe a case of beer gets left outside, and you and your buddies go and grab it and get hammered in the woods. But, and like, I think we, I think yeah. we've talked about it before, how, you know, just being a starting pitcher, like, yeah, maybe you can be, like, the leader of the staff. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're a guy, you know, pitching one every five days, it's kind of tough it's to, to be, that, yeah. be the rah-rah guy day in, love- day out. I, I think Lance Lynn, if he's not the best, he's top three best interviews on this team. His answers he, are always phenomenal. TA1. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to be positive, though. I'm trying to be positive. Uh, no, Lance Lynn is a great. Lance, Lance Lynn. Great interview, though. He No bullshit answers. Uh, I always enjoy a good Lance Lynn interview. Now, as we're talking about leaders of the team, though, Go ahead, Mitch. You gotta, but you gotta play it out. You gotta tell people the backstory, and you gotta do it in the quick right. version, and then give your opinion. So there was this happened literally like the day after we recorded our show last week. So this has been out for a while. So I probably this is probably the last time we'll talk about a Brayu to opening day because TA said you know they're done talking about him. I'm gonna be you know off the Jose Brayu horse as well. But he came out with an interview with the Astros, and uh, it was a guy from the Chicago Sun Times. They're asking him about his time with the White Sox and how it differs basically to his time with the Astros. And he essentially said the White Sox were not a family last year and he felt disrespected uh, in, in Chicago. And that's one of the reasons he's like, well, you know, eventually it's, you got it's time for a change. So a lot of people took those comments and were like, well, it shows he wasn't a leader and times got tough and he bailed. And this is a lot. Like it wasn't just like a one-off thing. There's some people and like a lot of people on Twitter that I consider like pretty smart baseball people at one point uh and you know you see it was an overwhelming majority that's going through and i know twitter doesn't make up all the fan base but like honestly it is a jose abreu fan and a white Sox fan in general it really it sat the wrong way it kind of pissed me off and i'll go through both of these things because i think it both are blatantly false one quitting on the white Sox and two not being leader. we'll go with the leader one first i think for starters was he a vocal guy in the clubhouse the one getting up giving up to get a speech no absolutely not Right. So that, well, that, that is fair. It wasn't the big rah, rah guy giving the speech, but I think leading by example counts or something, especially when you consider how long he was there and everyone that's ever played with them, like the coaches, like both my, all three managers, you talk to him. He's always the first one in hardest working guy in the room, universally respected by everyone in the clubhouse. So I think that's got to count for something. If you're setting a good example, which there hasn't been a lot of them in the white Sox clubhouse, Todd Frazier, and Adam LaRoche, that whole like thing, you know, 
we got we got to you know it's it's good to have a guy that's such a good example. That, that's number one. Two, he's there all the time, and and an NBA in an era with like Yohan Moncada's and load management of the world, the guy played nearly every game. He playing hurt, like that's got to count for something as well. So you can't accuse him for quitting on the team either because he'd been there through nine years. He bet he was there through that whole bullshit in like 2017 when the clubhouse was an absolute disaster. He was there when they were one of the worst teams in the American League Central for years through that rebuild. He was there through thick and thick. So he didn't quit doing like any of those. And even when he like he wanted to say he said I I would sign myself. I'll come out and re-sign myself. And the White Sox front office is like mm, well we might not uh we might not, yeah, you know, we, we may or may not. So like, so he, I can see where he felt disrespect. There wasn't until Jerry Reinsdorf stepped in that he was brought back. So there's a good chance they're going to let him go. So he felt disrespected. He'd been there for nine years. He set a perfect example, never said anything wrong in the media, never said, you know, you never hear a negative fan interact. Like he was a class, class act guy. So I think leading by example has got to count for something. And the quitting on the White Sox is total bullshit because he was there nine years. He played almost every game. He put up a lot of their crap, and he could see the writing on the wall. He's a smart guy. He saw they drafted his replacement. He saw how poorly he was playing in right field. Like, I cannot fault the guy for leaving. I think both of those are completely bogus for uh, a guy that had done everything he could for this team. Like, I think it's ridiculous. And I am a little disrespectful. I am in 100% agreeance with you, young Mitchell. It's like all of a sudden the guy says one thing that was blatantly obvious to all of us that this team wasn't a family last year. How many of these fucking shows did we do last year where I was like, it looks like a fucking funeral out there. This team had no life. They didn't look connected at all. There was nothing going on. And so when he says it, all of a sudden people are like, I can't believe he said that. Are, are you fucking Also, blind? Yeah, absolutely. And also, <laughs> he never claimed to be a leader. Everyone else called him that. He never went out and was like, yes, I'm the leader of this team. No, and so, and like, everyone other, drew that conclusion based off of what his teammates and coaches were saying. Other so that's players, not the I don't know, like what other players would always. I've seen many interviews where other players would say, Pito has never been the rah rah guy. He's the guy that if you're fucking up, he'll grip, pull you aside in the hallway and be like, Hey, man, you're fucking up. Like, that is leadership, absolute leadership. But I mean, I don't, I don't see why people are so. It's Jose, they're going to retire his number. He's a White Sox legend. I don't, the guy won an MVP fucking two years ago, three years ago. Like I, it was disheartening to see these so-called White Sox fans turn on him so bad for a comment where all he said was very obvious things. Yeah, he said something we were all thinking. And, like, you look at all the stuff he went through with the White Sox, the whole Drake LaRoche saga and, like, selling him. He was well, he's the real clubhouse leader. The, the Chris Sale yes. stuff. Yeah. You know, go through all that. Robin Ventura almost quit during spring training the one year. <laughs> Then he has to go through Yolmer uh, Sanchez running around dumping liquids on everyone when they're winning 63 games a year. <laughs> so he's dealing with that. Then he has to deal with the front office going like, yeah, you know, I don't know if we really want to bring him back after producing 100 RBIs and 30 home run seasons all this time. And then Jerry has to step in. So, of course, he's going to feel a little disrespected. Then he has to bring in a guy, deal with the manager that was brought in that had like DUIs before he was hired for getting rules and scolding Yerman Mercedes. And then that absolute disaster of a clubhouse. So like, yeah, I could see where he'd be like, yeah, you know, I kind of want to go to greener pastures after putting up with nine years of this shit and not saying anything. That's all I'm going to say about it. I love it. No, I mean, I, I really don't have too much to add. Perfect. No notes. I mean, I think that's a great way to put it. 
I think the best way I can describe from some of the reaction, the some of the negative reaction towards Jose Abreu uh, from some White Sox fans is like hurt people, hurt people. Yes. White Sox true. fans Ooh, just been Ooh, that was deep, although. Wow. Fuck. I mean, Put I've heard I've on. heard that uh, many times before. Put uh, that on. Uh, yes, credit that to me and only <laughs> me. Um, they've just been through the ringer, especially like the past, you know, whatever whatever it was, eighteen months, especially the twenty twenty two season. And uh, it, it, like what he said in terms of, like, um, like being disrespected like by the team, like that just like completely reminded me of uh, like some of the stuff like you know Wilson Contreras ever since he signed with the Cardinals, it's been like every single time like yeah is it a little overboard, maybe like maybe but like it it is a guy who has spent his basically his well he Abreu came over from Cuba but like you spent your all your entire MLB career with one team, hmm. you've been through a lot. Uh, you you know you've been successful, uh, you know Contreras and Abreu at different uh, uh, different stages. That with that hurt people hurt people, but uh, it's like 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 yeah with Abreu like the story came out like yeah the White Sox were kind of iffy on resigning him. The only reason he was resigned it seems like is because Ryan Storff stepped in. Like with Contreras, they made him the one or two contract offers back in like 2018. And then after that, it was nothing for five years. So, like, yeah, these guys are going to feel disrespectful. I don't, I, I have no idea why. Like, they're human. Get How would mad you feel? Yeah. Especially with the Bray, and like, it equally goes with the Contreras. But like, if you're performing well in your job and then your boss brings in your replacement and you're like, oh, yeah, you got to mentor this guy. And then you have to have a positive attitude. And then all of a sudden, you see the writing on the wall, like, oh, yeah, we're basically going to replace him with you after you've done everything right for the organization. Of course, you're going to feel disrespected. And also with that article, like he was asked about it. It's not like he's coming out and just be like yeah. trashing the White Sox. And if you read the article too, it says like he had a pain look on his face and he didn't want to talk about it afterwards. So this is this is what you're saying, Mitch. Yeah. From B, the disrespect is the shitty ass roster they put around the dude for almost yeah. nine years. And he still yeah. said I wanted to be a White yeah, Sox. Th- that was the other part. So he comes over, signs from Cuba to the White Sox. I mean, he got paid, so like you know, it's not like he is. He wasn't playing for free, but he gets paid. There's expectations like, all right, I'm, you know, big city, you know, we should have some sort of expectations to win. Has to go through the rebuild. He's around. And like you said, Mitch, he's like playing every, trying to play every game, playing through injuries, like little stuff. And then he's like seeing other guys getting pulled from games, not like going on the injured list all the time. And he's like, I'm busting my ass over here. Yep. And I, I have, I'm like struggling to get and resigned. Then the, the cherry on top's got to be, you finally feel like this team is turning around and you can make a run. You had a disappointing exit in the playoffs, and then they hire a fucking 107 year old manager, <laughs> and you're just like, what the fuck, guys? Like, what? Come on, like, what are you doing to me? And I know he said all the right things, public facing, and all this other stuff, but they weren't a family. There was no connection in that dugout. Their manager was a walking corpse, and it was just. I, to all your point, yeah, that to me is the most disrespectful thing they could have did to the guy. Yeah, and, the, 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 and I love the White Sox fan base, but that was really disappointing to see. And then you see the people like, well, he never learned English either. It's like, well, new language is hard. I don't give a shit. I've been around 22 years. I haven't learned any Spanish. And also, he knows English. He speaks English when he wants to. And when he's pissed off, he goes through the translator. Do you know why guys who come from other countries don't, even if they have a good grasp? You Darvish was in like MLB for close to a decade. He learned English, but these there is. Imagine if you do learn a second language and you're in a you're in that country. 
you're in a you're you're playing sports. You're in a big media market. Sometimes we can even express ourselves in our own native tongue. Imagine doing it in a different language. Let's say you you like misword something. Right. Oh no. That I, becomes wait, a big yeah. fucking thing. Absolutely. Like that's why guys don't do it. Oh, I totally. If I <laughs> yeah, if like, I was playing ball in don't. Japan, I would go through a translator <laughs> yeah. all day. I wouldn't even bother. I mean, I learned how to like order food, and like say like bush light, and then I'm good. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a knee jerk reaction. That's how people are these days. Whatever. Those people that were saying all that shit, Mitch, when they build the statue of a brave, they're going to be sitting in the fucking second row. Right. You know what I mean? You just kind of have to just blow it up. Whatever. It's, it's fine. You also, but, you also have to give him a little bit of consideration because he was answering the questions that were asked. Yeah. Right. That's exactly. So yeah. That's you're getting exactly. a sound bite, but you're not really getting the, the, the context of the discussion you're getting that one little clip that that I'm sure people have been clipping off time and time again to show, oh, look at how disrespectful it is. And it, you know, if someone, you got to give the guy credit for trying to answer a question, like for God's sakes. I mean, these reporters aren't stupid. They have, a, they're asking probing questions. And they, of course, in a new team, they're going to want to get a gotcha moment because it makes them, again, it gives them the opportunity to A, compliment their new team and build them up. And, you know, it does provide a little bit of a clickbait drama for the rest of them, like because now Chicago's, you know how many people clicked on that interview just or you know that quote just to uh yeah it's like the know. chuck Garfight thing all over again mm-hmm. yes. actually speaking with the is... astros since jose bray is there fizz i want to get your uh opinion on this did you see the clip of, of bregman bouncing the ball on the double oh, play yeah. to second base i'm curious as a coach on your thoughts on that because there's a wait, lot of i didn't see this dude yeah he intentionally spiked it halfway so it'd be like easier <laughs> so i just typed in bregman in twitter search and the first thing that came up was bregman bounce pass yep let's yeah, see, yeah. See. i want to see i gotta see this i need oh, yeah, to yeah, hold yeah, on okay. so he said i'm so afraid he said like open any more windows working, <laughs> he's been working on this bounce pass to second base because he says it's harder to deliver like a straightforward pass moving to his left was it a long hop well here i'll just give me a i think think eric cosmer doesn't play second base let's see okay i see here we go here we go you ready yep so he hits it to him at third catches it and just spikes it (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, bro i mean unless there's a pebble there i mean you're we, we do these drills these are drills this is actually a drill so it's a perfect. I mean, the second I mean, no, base is perfect. Yeah. Perfectly. I'll say this: it's weird as shit to people that have not done like a ton of like this is a, this is a textbook uh, turn drill for the second baseman specifically to get work on the feeds and the transition and, and the redirect on this feed. So it, it's not bad. It's it that's not a long hop. I mean, that's. I mean, if you got a pebble there, it's it's. I doesn't. I don't feel like it's super safe, but I mean, it's not like he's playing on a high school field. That's immaculate. It's an immaculate baseball field, so the dirt should play pure. And if it's if it's watered and right, but man, you get the wrong. You get the wrong field with the bad maintenance. Oh, okay, no, but I think, but I think that's the question, Kevin. Like long term, like, no, if you just keep doing this, that's not. I don't feel like that's sustainable. But I mean, if if it's if it's something... like he like he said, he's literally he's been working on it. He's gonna try because... it. Because like a season long thing. Yeah, Maybe like he's because he's more the comfortable game. doing this rather than just doing a normal throw going towards his left. I'm it's sorry. It looks. Feed. I know it, it's a perfect feed. It's awesome, but it just. 
we can't make the throw to second how can he make the like play third base it's like i, I don't think if you guys are going to be progressive about the pitch clock maybe be progressive about how some of these guys turn double plays too with their feeds right but like, i mean if you, if you the can, whole feeds. and i get what you're saying about a pebble and this is a met like the best baseball fields in the world but like if he catches a lace weird with his fingers that thing's spinning and it's you know what i mean it's I but, have, no but i'll say this i'll say this though but if you get if you if you catch a bad lace on a feed, even if you're throwing it regular, that ball's going to do the same thing. The one thing you can't control is when it does hit the ground. I mean, it's you're you're really going to get that long hop. But I mean, it's weird. It's definitely weird. Um, I, I, let's, I, let's call it what it is. Jake Berger does that shit. People are going to say, you know what? Nick Magical does that. I want to cut. Nick Magical does that. You can't make the throw to second. How do they expect to make the yeah. throw to first on a consistent thing? Let's you know what though I'm not gonna judge again. It's one of those don't judge it until you see how it plays out. If, if he fucks up and it makes an if it makes a crucial error, can that shit? But if if he goes 100 percent all season, he might turn he might have turned over a new leaf. I've never even thought. Um, I know that like from a second baseman's perspective, when you're going up the middle and you got you know Ryan Sandberg was the king of it, throwing that long hop on the backhand instead of stopping throwing and trying to make it like a a, a perfect throw to the first year instead doing the long hop like skipping stones. And I get that, uh, but you're I mean I just I guess. Uh, <laughs> you, My, if he wants to do it and the Astros let him, let's see how it plays out. I guess over the season, we, he might have just re- revolutionized feats from third. I don't know. It's almost the equivalent to being like the granny shot in the basketball when you're shooting a free. Hey, throw. Rick like, Barry, very easy to make fun of, but like, hey, maybe it works better. My, my <laughs> other question on that. My other question on that, like, if it's a double play thing, and I know on that play they turned it uh, pretty easy. There's no way that bounce pass is faster. So getting to second base, then a regular know, and also follow up question. Easier that, redirect, though, let's a- say there's runners on first and second, and he gets a ground ball that moves him to his left. So the play is the double play, but like it's a hard hit ground ball, and that runner's running from second to third. Is he only doing that when there's a guy on first, or is he doing that when there's a guy in, in that play? I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I need to research this. I'm actually, I'm really, I'm intrigued. I guess I'll put it that way. Yeah. I'm surprised. Uh, uh, we'll see. There you go. Now you uh, have something to break down next week. Yeah. yeah I'm, we I'm, don't have a swing breakdown this week, but maybe we'll do a Bregman. Do that breakdown live from France next week. Kevin. Yeah. Like, from the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually going to, I'm going to actually put it on paper for someone that's French to read it. And they're going to read it in French and then I'm going to translate. Yep. Show, like, show him the play. Show someone. Show him the play. But like thoughts, thoughts on this. So you're gonna think it's cricket. <laughs> I mean, everyone. Some of the, the sites that are covering it are like slick bounce. I'm like, it's not slick. Like, there's. I want to know what the purpose it's is. A good play. Like the way that play played no, out. I like, think. I think a- the purpose is. He said he feels more comfortable doing that than doing a normal throw going to his left. Which That's that the part's tweet wild I to me too. So, so Rendon. Rendon. So Anthony Rendon does that actually. He's ma- apparently he's mastered the art of the bounce pass. Apparently, that's what it says here. Good for him, man. He saw, he saw Rendon do it in Anaheim, and he said easier to be accurate doing this than try to guide a softer throw to second. Now, actually, I do that agree is. with that. I actually do agree with that. When you try to let up, say for example, you're you're half you're, you're forty feet from second, it's hard to let up on a feed and not like uncork one. And do sometimes guys when they try to let up, airmail things or they, they they throw a ball down at their ankles. So I guess if if the idea is um, you're having a hard time letting up on your throw and on the, especially the velo, you know, and you, you've, you've, you figured out a way to kind of, I guess, transfix that, that, that feed. But I, I guess I get that part of it. I just, it's, I, I it's, it feels new. I mean, I'm watching, there's, there's, I'm looking at a highlight of Bregman doing or uh, Rendon doing it too. And 
Is this is this just Alex Bregman be like, yeah, my arm's too strong? Is, uh, it, is he trying to fuck show off here? I can say this as a 100% example. If I have to throw batting practice to somebody and I have to let up, I'm probably going to dose more guys than I'm going to throw strikes. I I don't do like cuz sometimes we throw BP and they'll set the mound up or the 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 pitching the pitching uh, ramp up like 40 feet and I'm like, "Oh shit." I'm like, "Uh, uh like I can't do it. I got to go back. I got to go to 60 feet. I got to throw from 60." Sometimes I even need a target. I'm weird, um, but but I can't let up. And some guys just can't let up on their throw, which is terrifying for a second baseman. And it's also if you try and let up and you 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 know you, you short hop somebody, that ball's not getting picked at second. You've got a better shot of giving them a long like a little skip hop. And I mean, I guess it makes sense. I just let's see how it plays out over the course of the season. How many times is he, if he if he packs it up later in the season, we'll know it was a failure. But shit, I mean, it's not the the the, the at least the the why makes sense to me. I don't, I mean, I just, I, I would just think maybe you just learn how to make that throw, but you know, if, if, if you're that set in your ways, maybe not, you know, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Why not? Let's go. <laughs> that, that's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> Sorry. I have a rocket arm and this is the only way. Like <laughs> no, that's basically the next yeah. excuse is when he bounces one, like a hundred feet in the air. Cause he's got such a cannon. Sorry. I'm strong as fuck. Yeah, that's that's basically what I'm saying. Like, what if what a what a way to fucking flex on it? Like, yeah, yeah guys, sorry, too strong. Too strong. Like, I I can't let up on these forty uh, foot throws. I mean, I mean that is an issue. I mean, like, letting up is hard. Like anybody's, like we've all said though, is if it's working, no one's gonna give a shit. But the first one he bounces to right field, and it's gonna yeah. be yeah, and then it's gonna be a thing. The crazy, thing, we do that as a drill though. Like, so we do do that as a drill. He's like basically just implementing a drill. It still doesn't a change. That's yeah, not you're, necessarily you're not, you're not teaching that to do it in games. No, that drill is to <laughs> get as proper a feed as possible. I mean, I, in a weird way, when we're doing, when we're just doing middle turns, you know, I'll skip some too because I'm fucking I'm exhausted. I'm like 50 turns, and I'm like, okay, my arms dead. I already threw BP. I can't do this, and I'll start skipping too a little bit. But that that's that's not for him. It's usually for the second baseman just to work on that redirect from the glove. Because I mean, honestly, you're not catching the baseball on that turn from second. It's not like a catch grab go you're just redirecting the ball using the leather to your bare hand so it's it's really just a cock-cock. so you know it's 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 just redirect to here to get that break and the quicker the redirect obviously the quicker the turn and that's why they say someone has really soft hands some of these guys the baseball is barely touching leather it's just slowing it down enough that their bare hand is able to catch it without smashing their fingers and and cause too much damage and make it numb before you make the throw so it, it, i mean it I, God, that's, well, let's see if, yeah, Senior Sox says right. He ain't, yeah, he probably ain't doing this. Regular, let's see if he does it in the regular season. Um, they'll probably tuck that shit away if he makes one mistake. He does it once and he throws one that bounces into, you know, left center somehow because it hits like a, a strange lip or a pebble or whatever. Uh, you put that back and go ahead and put it back in the drill. But well, uh, that's know. what base runners have to do if they ever do get to second base on that. If he, I don't, again, I'm not sure when he's doing it or not, but like at second base, call time, just start fucking kicking dirt everywhere. <laughs> Hey, when you're running the third, kick as much dirt up as possible. Or even like if they're playing the White Sox, Tim Anderson before. Yeah, I was gonna say the first dug out at the end of the year, yeah. just fucking yeah. dig in and just leave some fucking <laughs> make a big fucking divot at short. <laughs> Draw I mean, your name and we curse talked about it when we were talking about the pitch clock. Gamers are gonna find a way to game. Max Scherzer too. Did you see yeah. that? Like right after we talked about it. Yep, that's yeah, game. That is, that is gaming. Just and, leave a yeah. pile of uh, sunflower seeds between. Oh, yeah, uh, opening day, Tim Anderson. Well, that might come back to. That's actually a good idea. It's like 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 uh 
trying to like drop a little breadcrumbs everywhere. Get but rocked, it like hurts Manderson too because catch one in the chin trying to yeah. attack. Yeah, that would be like a thing he would do that, and then it'd be like ninth inning. I'd hit a yeah. sunflower seed. It's in yeah. the left field. It's over. He was in David's and not Spitz. God dang it! Joe Makata does his dance from his music video in the <laughs> in the dirt before he goes into the dugout real quick and just. <laughs> That's why all the like, Cubans all didn't want to play in the World Baseball Classic. Like, we have to hear disaster personnel one more fucking time. The you know, Eloy's watching this shit going, can I do that from right field? Oh, Jesus Christ. He's playing left. <laughs> Bounce it in. I don't need to talk about that anymore. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that anymore because I'm still nervous. A guy in Australia just took a, a, oh, they ball, started. To the, a ball to the thigh. And I'm just That's like, right. Jesus Christ. this I don't like this. Anxiety's through the roof. Who was it? Let, well, in the Cuba game, wow, was it was it Scope who got drilled by like ninety seven on the yes. elbow? He was wearing the pad. Yes. but he looked pissed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would be too. Yeah, see? Uh, I mean, I'd be in the hospital. The guy gets hurt. But, That's why I was uh, saying yeah. I wasn't excited. The White Sox win. Oh, I'm I'm still glad they're being able to have this, you know, have fun, rep their country, do all this shit. But like, the anxiety watching games like this Korean Australia game, this is just fun. I don't give a fuck what happens <laughs> right. in this game. I didn't bet it. I don't have any skin in the game. No White Sox players are playing. I didn't give a shit. But yeah, I just bet it. <laughs> what What do you have more anxiety over? Like Eloy in the outfield or Eloy like in the outfield. Lynn pitching? Eloy in the outfield. That was the beauty of the last time the World Baseball Classic happened because the White Sox in it. I was like rooting for him, but like, you know, Nate Jones, I don't care if he gets hurt. Like, hey, Nate Jones. White hey, Sox, hey, look what happened to Nate Jones. season's riding yeah. on it. Now what it's like, there? Well, what are we watching? No. Yeah, Nate Jones, like two years later, career over. Yeah, Nate Jones is short-arming <laughs> loaves of bread into a fucking yeah. grocery bag at Jewel now. Poor Nate Jones. Poor Nate Jones. Sorry. Nate, Nate Jones. Jones. That was, that was oh, oh, mother father. Who'd you take, Fitz? Well, I was going to take uh, Korea minus two and a half. Two and a half? God damn. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little crazy. I think Korea is going to – I think they're going to they're gonna go ahead and blow this one out. That yeah, Australia, Australia, Australia's like, got runners on the corners. Oh, that's probably why they pulled the bet. Yep. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, come on. I just put money in my account. I yeah, I mean. Seton Hall cost me. Mitch, you got anything else from the White Sox spring training? Uh, we basically covered it with. I think we got it. With Colas and Alvis Andrews. Yeah. Yep. Uh, on the Cubs side of things, how far away is Pete Crow Armstrong? Well, first off, the Cubs have won eight in a row in spring training right now. I mean, Cubs that $2.50 gets you a ride on the fucking bus. I mean, no absolutely nothing. Fuck. It's like, yeah, I'm your best friend's cousin's I think, I think the Royals. I think the Royals are 12-2. and two. Put $50 on them winning the division right now if spring training means anything. Do it, sir. Do it, sir. No, I'm not doing it. Spring training. No, you do it. No, I'm not doing it. But <laughs> as a as a fan of baseball, Pete Crow Armstrong. how far out is Pete Crow Armstrong? Because I want to see this kid in Major League Baseball. 2024. Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. He it's, might it's come not up happening this year. No, yeah, he's only he's only twenty. He barely got up to double A last year in the second mm-hmm. half. He'll probably start at double A this year. Work up to triple A. I mean, maybe like at the he end of the season, AAA. he might skip triple A too. They might keep him at double A and just jump him too. Hey. You remember this is the guy you guys, you guys. If you recall, Pete Crow Armstrong, his mom is the mother in Little Big League. If you've seen Little Big League, I know we've right. said that every episode we've no, talked. I just about want to remind everybody that he comes from baseball film royalty, and right. he is a chaos starter. He is now look. The Cubs have one of the best defensive center fielders in baseball already with Cody Bellinger, and that play yesterday was on the run in the gap, sun in his face, ball coming out of the core of the sun. 
leaving his feet, getting horizontal as his feet are touching the warning track, which is a whole nother world because you know that if you do this wrong, you're going to go head first into a, a, a you know a, a wall that's going to win the battle, so to speak. And if you're not, unless you're Bump Bailey, and so the catch itself was one of the most. And I don't know if anybody can cue that up. It's, it's, it right now. it's, it's absolutely it, it already is going to be one of the best catches you're going to see in baseball this year. You know and, what's so crazy about that, Kevin? Uh, I think you're overselling it a little bit. No, no, but that's the thing. It was a great catch. It was a great catch. It was a great catch. He, I think it he also, had like five better ones in 2022. Right. I'm also, awesome. if I was a Cubs fan, I would not. I would have pooped a little bit because that kid's your future. But no, no. He, he does this with yeah. ease. I mean, look at where because he started. He is shaded that. over. He, he. Oh my god. Ugh. Amazing. And then he gets up. Look at the throw. Look how quick he gets rid of the baseball, too, with dirt in his hand, by the oh. way, because he's gone through on the warning track. So there's dirt caked on that arm. Look at where he started from. He started from over here. Yeah, no, he is too. He is. <laughs> and he, he makes the cut over here. That, he was shaded towards left field. Yeah. I mean, this open, dude. If you don't know what shade means, shade means you've opened up your body towards the gap in the first place. Oof, so he had first, his, his drop step is great. Wait, hold on. Freeze that. Is he got gum coming out of his mouth? Is he chewing his gum? While he's getting that baseball in the oh, Adam Eaton was blowing a bubble when he yeah. hit a home run. So yeah, hold on, look at this. Look at his, look at his mouth. Wait, wait, Chili, wait, Chili. Let it, go back a little so bit more. Let, let it keep playing. They're going to show the slow-mo replay. He's chewing gum. He's chewing gum. He's actually, so he's chewing bu- bubble gum and walking at the same there time. There are like too. eight other players in the field. They're all chewing gum. Yep. Oh, God. He, he needs some sunscreen, though, too. Him and Owen Casey are like the sunscreen twins. That dude has some or maybe really not. light skin. Go to go to my Twitter. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. There you go. Boom. I mean, my biggest right? thing is how much ground he covers. Yeah, and that's a backhanded catch from a left-hander. Yeah. So go, okay. So look at the play. So like, oh, oh. So like, he, I I know it looks like a dive, but it's more of a lunge. Yeah. And the, and, the, and that's why it's so impressive because it's the amount of ground. Exactly. But he's it's able the to the turn amount the of ground that he covers that he doesn't have to go into a full-on dive. But that slows him down. Is able to get the baseball and come back, throw the ball into the infield, and get the guy punched out at second for the double play. <laughs> <in the end. laughs> and Robert Jr. probably gets hurt too. But still, <laughs> that was awesome. It's uh, I know Sox fans don't want to hear it, but Luis Robert was uh, kind of not good in center field last year. I mean, he was a Gold Glover the year before that, so I'm but, guessing we're gonna, he also hurt a majority of the season last year. Bad, yeah. Stay, like, well, he was hurt. Well, so. whose fault is that? Luis Robert. Dominoes. Kevin, Kevin, sir, Kevin, you, you got to start the P. Crow Armstrong is the best center fielder in Chicago talk. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I still will say that, uh, I mean, Bellinger's. Oh, that's right. Behind Bellinger. Bellinger he's a gold fucking glover. So like that, he uh, was a gold glover last year. Was Kevin or Mitch. So technically. No, but uh, I mean. I like the Cubs second baseman was the best shortstop in Chicago last year. Last year. Uh, last year. So he barely turned 20, I think, in December. Uh, barely got – actually, I don't even think he got to double A. I'm not sure. Uh, that's why I'm I'm still saying a year away because – Yeah, it's a year away. Uh, he still needs more of that uh, experience because he, he missed his first full year. I think he had an injury when he was with the Mets when he got trade, before he got traded to the Cubs. You know, so. you know, you know what's really great about Pete Crow Armstrong too is that he uh, – Don't – Senior Sox, don't even fucking indulge them. By the way – When they start this <laughs> shit, don't uh, even – Hey. Don't encourage them. Don't hey. feed into it. Don't. Do I am it. still one of the biggest oh, Luis Robert up. fans on this show. Yeah, I love Luis Robert too. But guess where high school Pete Crow Armstrong went to? 
somewhere in Nevada, I'm sure. What size underwear does he wear? Because that's about the last oh, thing you told us. Oh, fans will know this high school. Harvard Sierra Canyon. Harvard Westlake. Oh, yeah. Lucas Giolito. Cats. California. Okay. And so he's from the same baseball factory. Uh, but last year he only Back played. Uh, he played. Uh, he played. You know, he played a ball last year. He hit 354 with seven homers, 27 RBIs, 13 stolen bases in 38 games at 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 regular A. He was at uh, oh, high A. He was 287. Um, he struck out 69 times. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, 19 stolen bases, 34 RBI, 15 set doubles, seven triple. He hit 10 triples last year. 16 homers, 22 fuck. doubles. Um, fuck, boy. That's a that's a dude that just he creates havoc. And we saw earlier uh, this week too. There was a ground ball to second. Um, he hit he hit the ground ball to second right, and then the baseball basically he got basically a little league triple. Um, yeah. And uh, the little league triple, which basically when it's an error all the way around, um, bad throw at first that he would have been dead to rights if the, the throw was good. But instead, the throw goes down you know behind the first baseman down back towards the catcher. He takes around run scores. He takes third. But he's been stealing base. It's it's almost impossible to throw him out on the base paths when he's trying to steal second. He creates havoc, and that's the stuff that you like to see. His back's going to continue to evolve. It's true. He still has to learn the bounce pass, and he's going to uh, eventually. He's going to. He has to still figure out his maturity at the plate. But yeah, you can see him on the base paths. That's the one thing a young player you're not going to lose, other than if you lose a step or two. But his baseball base running IQ is absolutely next level. It's not dumb dumb stuff. He actually does stuff on the base pass. He's well coached. He was well coached at Harvard Westlake. I can tell you that right now that that coaching staff there is always top notch. So he's bringing that to him in in a league where base running is kind of an anomaly at this point. He's coming in with that skill. Those guys always run the bases well at Harvard Westlake. They are they are a fundamentally sound fran- uh, high school program. I've played against them a ton over the last fifteen years. Every time you play them, they're infield outfield. I got in trouble actually. One of the guys I coached with, he goes, "Why don't you suck their dick, fiddler?" I'm like, "This is the best infield outfield I've ever seen." They are they just do it well there. They do everything uniform. It's great. And so I love seeing that. And you love to see a guy that creates havoc on the base pass because it puts so much pressure everywhere else. Because even if you take a second, you blink, you bobble. And and the thought of bobbling even creates a bobble. And he takes an extra bag. And that's going to make a lot of difference when he's ready. But he's not there yet. He'll get there. But boy, he's exciting as long as he stays healthy. Whew. And all for a Javi Baez rental. I mean, Jed cooked it up there. Jed is the king of taking other people's prospects. And he's... A, almost a god, not the god, but a god. And Senior Sox was the other coach, correct? Where do you go, Senior? Mm-hmm. Anything what else? Do you want to trade for PCA, guys? Uh, well, our guy Kevin Alcantara. Let's talk about prospects again. Oh, Shit. there's so many. Hey. It looks that good. dude. I mean, that guy's like six right six. Though. Looking back at he's, all the prospects. Yeah, he's I remember fast. when all we talked about was prospects. He's fast. Well, I mean, it's funny. Uh, uh, during this time, the Cubs still have more playoff wins since you guys started to rebuild and came back than the Cubs did. Yeah, so. well, we, we don't need to talk. <laughs> so I don't know if we want to get into that. That's in the past. Uh, We're talking about the I don't, I don't know if we want to. Wait a little uh, bit. One more year, Aldo. One more year. Let's just tuck it back. No, no, no. Since We're talking the about Sox, the present. We're back. We're talking the about Cubs the present. And the White Sox have. Uh, yeah, but you had a cool playoff. hip manager. <laughs> we did. We had a manager that didn't have a hip. Our guy, yeah, he needed glasses because he actually needed them, not just for the fashion state. We didn't have any theme days. It's reading glasses. If you guys could do it over, would you guys take Joe Madden after he left the Cubs? 
Oh, yeah. over, over, the over at Larusa. Yeah. yeah. Right now, I would take anything with the pulse. Joe Madden's great for like the first like two, three years or so. And then his shtick yeah. kind of gets like old mm-hmm. in the dugout. But like for the, a couple the, of years, like he's the fine. guys buy in. The guys buy in. Mm-hmm. And then the message kind of wears off. But you can only do so many in. petting zoos. You can't you can do one petting zoo a year, maybe one magician. Sooner or later, someone realizes that's not really your thumb. I mean, actually, yeah. w- with the Sox luck, like a little baby lion would have like bitten off Elo's finger or something. <laughs> yeah, so. Eli would go to pet it. Like, hi, mom. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Luis, check out this panther. <laughs> Shit. Trips over a giraffe. I don't know why there's a giraffe on the field, but trips Fucking over. Fucking rhino like gores him. You're like, God <laughs> dang it, Eloy. But yeah, no. Kevin Alcantara. <laughs> Kevin he Alcantara. Gets in half. He gets sawed in half, actually, by the magician. <laughs> I mean, this is all shit that you guys are all laughing, but this is all shit that. Would I mean, it would happen. Like, no, the, <laughs> yeah. Eloy getting his finger bitten off by like a, a baby lion cub. Well, that would happen. Yes. <laughs> I mean, because you do you know why? Because Jerry Reinsworth would cheap out, would cheap out, and he would hire like Joe Exotics. Uh, <laughs> <Exactly. zoo or laughs> like that's why. That's why you have just these untrained. Line, <laughs> This lion here hasn't eaten in weeks. Why? Because we haven't paid them. That's you guys are all laughing like it's a big joke, but that's all shit that would really happen to this, this White Sox team. <laughs> uh, Kevin Alcantara probably twenty twenty five, maybe, maybe, maybe Cody middle twenty twenty four. And Cody Bellinger today hit his first home run as a Cub, which was a bomber. But you don't miss where that ball was missed. I mean, yeah. Cody well, that's a good sign is that he didn't miss it. Yeah. Right, and 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 the thing with Cody Bellinger. He's not going to miss those. His his issue is under the hands. Um, and that's the thing we talked about when we were breaking down a swing, I think, what, last week? Is yeah, that if he can – he needs to open up a little bit. And he – uh, I haven't – you know, I haven't really broken down today's jack. But, I mean, it's really hard to because that ball was, like, literally put on a tee for him. Uh, and it was some Canadian guy that's probably, you know, going home going, sorry, sorry. Uh, some probably the nicest price. guy. Yeah, probably 100% said congratulations while he was rounding the bases. Um, that's a good swing there. Whoa. That's a nice one there, bro. You really, you really got me on yeah. that one. <laughs> we'll see you next time, eh? Uh, well, but then, you know, you've got, I mean, again, the Cubs are winning, I guess you'll say. But like you said, it's it's spring training. It means absolutely nothing. But, it, you know, it is, at least for Cub fans, for a second, like, if we're the spring training champions, when we get back to our, you know, 74-win season, at least we'll have spring training. You know, we can, you know, it's uh. It's like forget Paris, you know that movie with Billy the, Crystal. Forget Paris, forget spring training because it's the most crazy. the most impressive part for me during spring training is the the pitching prospects that have Whew. again the result. It's not so much the result like uh, cool they won. I don't care. It some of these guys look absolutely filthy. Wasneski looks. Hayden Wasneski looks, looks good. Great. I saw his highlights. He looks really um, good. There's this guy who I, I to be honest, I didn't know a lot about him uh, heading into the heading to spring training. He used to be a starter. Uh, he went on the developmental list for like a week or two in July. They just fully transitioned transitioned him to be a reliever. He is the son of a former MLB pitcher, Scott Sanders. Cam Sanders is just breaking off sliders like on the corner, making guys like buckle. He throws. 98 that guy has future like set up closer stuff um who else uh oh killian birdie who i think is the brother of zach birdie zach birdie right nick birdie uh 
with the Pirates, the Cubs picked him up in the minor league part of the Rule 5 draft. He's coming back from Tommy John surgery. That dude, I mean, he's always done like this. When I was he's about healthy. to say, he was a stud with the Pirates before yeah. that, like, arm failure. Which is Yeah, I got uh, breaking news. He's, he's good. Is it the Sean Kemp thing? No, we're gonna, that's going to get addressed later. But um, remember how Cardinals fans wouldn't trade? Uh, Dylan Carlson? What's, what's his face for Mike Trout? Oh, uh, he's with the Yankees Molina. now. Harrison Bader. No, Harrison Molina. Bader. They they said they oh, would never, they would, yeah, they wouldn't trade Molina. So according to one of the best accounts on Twitter, baseball's best fans, the new thing, Cardinals fans are saying they would not trade Tommy Edmond for Stotani. Oh, bro. Oh, God. And he put up a screenshot. This is fucking killing so, me. Cup fans, if you want to buy a Wes Nasty shirt, Wes Nasty. Uh, if you're a friend, fan of the Nasty Boys from from the WWE, same and font WCW. and ECW. And there's your Coloss shirt. So if you and want Coloss and shirt, TNA, uh, yeah. this guy, the model dude, definitely looks like he's ripping ass in that picture. Yeah, put him back up. Oh yeah, that guy's like, Oops. He's, he's cutting one quietly in like an office setting right now. Don't <laughs> right in in section one. Yeah. Yes. Wait, what? Oh, notice no one wants to wear. Yeah, Come uh, on, Fids, you're, you're fucking up my shit, Fids. These are all surprises ah, for the fucking NASCAR nah. minute. Stop. Oh, God dang it. I'm pulling privileges. Ah, shit. <laughs> well, you got to tell me. At least give me a, a heads up. That... I did last week. I told you we're going to start loading new pitchers for NASCAR minute. Oh, yeah. Did you get one Nick, image, Nick Betsy, by the way, for the start of NASCAR minute? We were told that we have too much. We have too many pictures. I know. I deleted some and added some. Should we delete the Jay Cutler picture? Yes. I don't know if the Bears thing is still going, so I don't uh, want to touch their shit. Hmm. Get, well, uh, we Kyle Orton, but God yeah, sake. Nick Nick Birdie's like throwing 101 miles per hour and throwing like 90 mile per hour sliders. So. Fun fact: I beat Nick Birdie's dad in a fantasy baseball or a football league one year. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You got access to some beers? Yeah, Wait. yeah. So he's he's good okay. friends with you know, Birdie's, and they were in the same fantasy football league as me. Paul Goldschmidt. Are we doing a live fun. draft in two weeks? We're doing a live draft in two weeks, are we not? The league's full. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. that's because it's the week before the season. Well, who would you take uh, first, uh, Tommy <laughs> Edmund or Shohei Otani? Oh, Tommy Edmund, of course. Gordon Beckham. <laughs> or Gordon Beckham. Or Gordon Beckham. All right, we're at an hour and 36 minutes. I think it's time. Fitz is already using my damn pictures. I'm sorry. For the NASCAR Minute. Samson. We're good. Before you get started, we have a special request from one of our guys, and I re- I always it's a funny photo though. It actually is funny. We've talked about Tony Stewart on this show, so this is a this is a good one. There's store and future retired Syracuse coach Jim Boehm. If you know the joke, like oh Jim Boehm, very funny oh. photo. Both of them have something in common, and yeah, yep. <laughs> oh. it's murder. Uh, <laughs> I went to a job rule concert. It's song stuck in my head. Uh, go ahead, Mitch. All right. Uh, there's a lot to break down. The race was in Vegas. Uh, Fids is uh, stopping yeah. grounds before the race, though. So, you know, as we all know, I'm a huge Chase Elliott fan. Um, and he put another example of why I can't stand him is the boringest guy in NASCAR. So he was going snowboarding and he broke his leg snowboarding. All of a sudden, his team Hendrick was like, "Oh crap, we got to replace a driver like really quick." 
So, like, everyone's pissed because he let the sponsors down and everything. But this is why I don't like Chase Elliott. He, like, flies planes. Like, it's supposed to be, like, pretty cool, right? And I just saw the Kemp he, one. He's so lame. Like, he flies planes. He snowboards. So you would think this is a cool guy. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm out there flying planes. I, I snowboard. Yeah, it's whatever. Like, he should be a cool guy, and he's just he's just lame. That's why I can't stand him. He's boring. But on to the race itself. So Joey Logano, he had the pole. It was celebrating Festivus pretty much. Pole. Festivus came early. He had the pole. But much like Festivus, he was airing his grievances within the first three laps. His car stunk, so he's falling back in the field. One of the Hendrick cars, uh, the 24 Raptor, driven by William Byron, he shoots out to the lead. He has the lead for the first stage. He has the lead for the second stage. So now Chase Elliott fans are also pissed because all the Hendrick cars are up front. He would have been one of them had he not have broken his leg snowboarding irresponsibly. So later in the second stage, William Byron's still up front. It's kind of tough to pass in this race because there's two options to go. You can either go on the inside of the track or like the cars on the outside. If you get to like the rear quarter panel, they're tended to be passing himself. It's like double edge, damned if you do, damned if you don't. So the first big action happens midway through stage two. We got cars going three wide here. So at the top of it, we got Joey Logano, right? Now in the middle is Brad Kozlowski. And at the bottom is Kyle Busch. So they're coming into the turn, and neither one of them wants to lift. Kyle Busch is like, I'm a douche. I'm not giving any space. Absolutely not. Joey Logano's like, hey, buddy, I have no problem trading paint, so he's not going to lift. And then Brad Kozlowski, he's just a Midwestern guy in the middle of three wide, so he doesn't know any better. He's like, hey, hammer down. So none of them lift. Logano runs out of room. He hits the wall, goes flying into the infield. Car gets airborne at one point. His race is over, so they have a caution. Now we get to the third stage, and we are talking about the Hendrick cars are fast, but Chase isn't one of them because he broke his leg and they have some scrub driving his car. Uh, so a new Hendrick car off the pit strategy, Kyle Larson, who got in trouble a couple years ago for saying the N-word, but we won't talk about that. They actually gained in popularity in NASCAR, which is kind of a problem. But anyway, <laughs> he takes the lead. Uh, so he's in front. And as we said, it's kind of hard to pass. Hendrick cars are dominant here. So Larson's driving away uh, with this thing out front. And there's like Four laps to go, everyone's like, wow, race is over. And then what do you know? With like four laps left, a caution comes out. Eric Amarola in his bacon car, he's driving in the back. And there's the slow guy, Cody Ware, who's getting lapped for like the fourth time. And Cody Ware, you know, he's oblivious. He's like, yada, yada, yada. He's just like running his line. And Eric Amarola is like, why isn't he moving out of the way? So Amarola hits the wall because Cody Ware, who's getting lapped, is in the way. Caution comes out. And now all of a sudden the game changes because with two laps left, we're in an overtime. So it's a green-white checker. So... There's some decisions to make. Do we go pit for fresh tires or do we try and jump out for the lead? Everyone goes to pit for fresh tires except for Martin Truex Jr. Truex is like, hey, I'm shooting up front. He's banking on the fact other cars are not going to pit and come up with them. And so there's going to be a bunch of guys with bad tires bogging everyone down and he can hold them off. But he gets hung out to drive because everyone went to pit. So he's like looking behind him. It's all these cars with fresh tires. So he's like, oh, well, I'm fucked because he doesn't have good tires. So right behind him, William Byron. <laughs> William Byron has the good uh, tires. He passes Martin Truex Jr. and ends up winning the race. And that is, uh, yeah, that's what happened in Vegas. William Byron with the win for Hendrick from the 24 Chevrolet Raptor. Fantastic NASCAR minute, bud. Mitch, you are a professional, bud. Because if you could keep that straight face and deliver that NASCAR minute with that bullshit going on on the screen... God bless you, Bob. It was tough. Ian asked, to, to answer your question, yes. Yes, it was. He got caught uh, during an uh, <laughs> iRacing event. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the people that aren't into NASCAR, it's worth turning into this segment just to see what kind of bullshit pictures me and Fitz put up on the screen. <laughs> but 
We had some good ones tonight. Poor Sean Kemp. Can you restart, Mitch? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can keep that level of concentration. Oh, buddy. But... Yeah, so uh, what did, uh, what did uh, Sean Kemp do? Uh... Drive-by, son. What? <laughs> yeah. That's why Besides I put... gain a ton of weight after he retired? Yeah, that's why I put this picture in there. Oh! <laughs> Arsh. Yeah, dude, he just got arrested. He was part of a drive-by. Was it like not the drive-through? Because I've seen him lately. I mean, no, he, he definitely ain't a stranger to those. No, a drive-by. And shout out, Baloney. I know you're watching the <laughs> Chicago Sports Pump Twitter account. Put up the video from Cletus from The Simpsons calling his like hundred kids out. Going to hey, Delilah, David, and he, and he, and he tweeted Sean Kemp's kids visiting him in prison. Fucking, we were talking about something, and I, I had a whole bag of laughter because I was that was a, that's an A plus tweet right there. Oh my god, people are fucking stupid. Uh, oh man, uh, yeah. oh my god, hold up. <laughs> You guys got anything else? Jesus, we're idiots. <laughs> Who's uh, the next beat of that? John Morant? Uh, we'll talk about it more on Twitter, um, but we are officially part of the playback crew. Bang, bang. Uh, so we're going to be picking games. We're going to try very hard to pick games that our friends over at Sock Machine uh, are not doing, you know, so we can share the wealth there a little bit, but uh, we're going to have different guests on throughout the show. Uh, you know, and if you have someone that you want to see us watch the show with, we're always open to suggestions. Uh, I think next week we're going to have Nick on from uh, the daily white Sox show. Oh, Jesus. Dude, Sean Kemp was the fucking truth in the nineties though. I could watch mm-hmm. highlights. It was the first like, high school to the NBA guy. Like, yeah. He was fucking nasty, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, he wouldn't, I mean, he would just dunk people into the grave. Like, it was unbelievable. But anyways, uh, we got Nick on next week because Fitz is going to be in gay petty. Uh, this will be nice. We get three white socks. Oh, you're so fucked, Aldo. It's going to be a great show. Aldo, you need to come up with your best trade scenarios. <laughs> That's all he's going to do the whole show. I'm a, I'm a longtime White Sox supporter. He is. Yes. Aldo, I'm gonna be gone. I'm gonna come back, and Aldo's gonna be a White Sox fan. He's gonna all of a sudden change allegiance. No, he's the whole episode next week. He's gonna be like, uh, "Trade me Luis Robert for Nick Madrigal." I mean, Luis Robert's stock is down. I saw White Sox Twitter reacting. It all went downhill after the boxing video. Yep. That's where people see the lose faith. Then you chase a couple of sliders, and every, all of a sudden, everyone's bailing up. Yep. You sit down in the dugout while swinging, and everyone changes, and they turn on you. Had he yep. have not posted that boxing video, that performance from last night, everybody like, hey, oh, you know, taking off oh, the yeah. I the boxing video. I blame the boxing. You should have uh, should have traded him for Suarez while we had the chance. Damn it, these <laughs> folks. So trained with Adonis Creed, not Damian. God oh, dang it. that's the other NASCAR news. They got an F1 driver for Trackhouse again. Kimmy Raikkonen. Oh, 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 talk about to Barry. We have to restart. The hell? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Barry the league. Newsback, bro. Newsback. The former world champion of Formula One. He's driving a NASCAR <laughs> in Coda. Every time you put it was the horns in the chat, senior socks, I just think of George Costanza with his little dick going, it was cold in the pool. <laughs> it was, was cold in the pool. I was, was in the pool. I was in the pool. We should take we should we should try to get like a sketch of Luis Robert that his third strikeout at the end, and then just underneath it put like it was the horns. Yeah, I just <laughs> 
but Pink yes, I don't know. Like most things in here, this is the reason why you should turn into our playbacks because it's probably going to be shit no. like this. But no, uh, I'll be providing big J journalism. We're going to uh, we're we're figure, we had the meeting with them today, it went really well. Everything's good. Uh, I think we're going to do a test run here soon, uh, to make sure that we know or at least can pretend like we know what we're doing (laughs) and uh and then we'll be tweeting out the links you know as like with anything you guys in the chat right now and you guys still listening at the fucking hour 46 mark you're amazing we feel the love we know you're there and if you guys could follow us over there oh man look at mitch look Damn, Missouri's changed, man. Oh. He's drinking straight moonshine and shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. He's going to go okay, slap a cow after this shit. Hell in, in yeah. Mitch's, in Mitch's defense, there's really nothing else to do in Missouri. So, this um, is true. Yeah, he's I was excited because like, there was finally my, my school, Bradley, was in the Missouri Valley Championship. And that's oh, a quick drive away in St. Louis. So I'm like, oh, I have an excuse to like leave the house now. And they got their asses whipped by Drake. So, you know, I'm still miserable in St. Louis. That's all I'm doing. Got your asses whipped by yeah, a it bunch was, it was of dang nerds. Oh, Bradley. My ex-girlfriend in high school, Beth Jett. Sorry, I just called her out. She used to wear a muck, Brad, a muck what was it? No, Buck Fradley shirt. Um, sweatshirt. Typical Illinois state spelling. That mm-hmm. makes sense. No, well, <laughs> folks. Probably people educate. That's mm-hmm. Mitch. That's Fitz. He's Aldo. I'm Zo. We will see you guys next week. Subscribe. Subscribe. Get to a thousand. This Padres bitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't pull the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, nigga, it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy,